episode number 15 of the Caffeine Crew Cast of Pods. I am your host, Rob, and tonight joining me is Bill. Hello, everybody. Paul. Hello. And Kat. Hi. <laughs> Terrible, tiny level. I think I'm just giving up mentally every week. Like, anytime Terrible. that we, like, record, it's always going to be like, Nyeh. Terrible, <laughs> tiny level cat. <laughs> well, welcome to the episode for, we're in April, correct? Yeah. Yes, yes. It just it's can. April. Yes, it is April. April. The first week I think of April. Ah, but yeah, well, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, it's so lovely. So, uh, with uh, every episode, it starts off the same way as always. And my question for everybody tonight is this: Would you rather try to survive an encounter with the T Rex from Jurassic Park or from the shark from Jaws? And I'm gonna start with Cat. Um, <clears throat> I guess I would rather survive an encounter with the, or have to, I guess, fend off the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Um, I feel like I'd be good at hiding places and could conceal myself well. Because you're weak. Yeah. It's a goddamn T-Rex, though. I mean, it that's... is. But at the same point, I mean, like, teeny tiny dinosaurs can find, like, cover. You know? If I if I climb really, really, really high on a tree, okay, I think maybe pro- it won't reach me. Okay, so maybe we have to think about specific settings for this. But then, like, I can't swim well, and I would not last for two seconds against the shark from Jaws. That is a really good point. Because, like, and I'm terrified of deep water, so this just wouldn't work out well. So, T-Rex, you're going definitely T-Rex. At all, yeah. Okay. Bill, how about you? You know, I thought about this, and I said, T-Rex is impossible, you know, almost impossible to get away from, because... Inevitably, I wouldn't have a car, and I'd have to run on foot and try to hide, which I'm really bad at. And Shark from Jaws, well, if I could get to land, I could be safe, right? Right? We're, you're stranded yeah. You're stranded in the ocean. But, but that still gives you're, him a fair you're chance You're on to a get small boat. But and no, that, that does give him a fair yeah. chance to get that to does, land. I'm, I don't yeah. know if it would be a fair chance, but the possibility exists. There is a possibility to get to land. There is yeah. a possibility. Just like you're there's a possibility probably, to hide from the T-Rex. Yeah, yeah. probably die of thirst first. But Well, I mean, as long as I think if I could survive for 66 days, okay, let's say it's I'd the, be fine. Let's say it's the original settings of both original movies. So, vast ocean, but you're not super far. Like, they swam back to Amity Island at the end of Jaws. And then... It's uh, Isla Nublar from uh, yeah. um, Jurassic Park, so it is the island. So yeah. you still have waterfalls and mountains. So like, if you're getting plenty chased, of places to hide, smart, and, you know, tiny you can... crevices. It can snap at me, but it won't be able to get me, and it won't be able to get you with a teeny tiny little arms. Yeah, and whenever monocle. I'm sad, I think about T Rex making a bed. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then I'm not sad no more. <laughs> I saw the saddest. I saw the saddest picture with T Rex the other day. It was a drawing of hungry, hungry hippos, and it was like <laughs> the T Rex's hippos will We're always go hippos. hungry. Oh! <laughs> yeah. I, I saw the that same one. That is the rolling. saddest but, ever. So, so honestly, it comes down to I prefer trying to face the shark from jaws. <clears throat> I don't want to deal with T Rex, even when it's short, stubbly arms. It's <laughs> good. It's good idea. Stubbly. Okay. Well, obviously, I'm going to go with T Rex uh, because you know if our ancestors could live side by side with T Rex six thousand years ago at the, the dawn of time, <laughs> and we're still around, then obviously my chance that means we survived are. just fine. Oh and yeah. Oh science, yeah. Science, science, and smart and go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I would I would go with T Rex also. I you know I don't think I'd survive either of the encounters, but I think I'd. Um, I think it'd be more comfortable dying on land than at sea. I don't know why, but it, it seems like it would be 
less scary to be in my final moments. Well, no, it is. It's, yeah, uh, it's the I idea like, yeah. I've been bitten partly in half and I'm still awake and shock is hitting me. Oh, dear God, I'm also drowning. Yeah, it's, it, no, it's yeah, like it's, a double whammy of yeah, dying. Exactly. It's so, just kind of like blood loss, shock. The fear is still happening, and, <laughs> and I got salt water up my nose. This, what the fuck is wrong with this day? <laughs> like, if you die online, you at least have that. Like, you can have a couple maybe positive final thoughts, yeah. and that is like, oh my god, I gotta keep floating. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think the T Rex would be devouring uh, you well, alive. On land, I don't think you'd have your on land. T Rex would poo, and maybe it would fall on an acorn, and a tree would grow. Where Aww, my I would turn into were. a tree. That's no longer as appealing as I thought. <laughs> no, no. Technically, thinking about this. Could you survive both encounters in roughly the same way? Because with T-Rex, supposedly, if you could stay perfectly still, I know... Yeah, visual acuity. I was going to bring this up. Visual acuity. Plus the fact, remember, remember the goat. The goat was just sitting there. And they were like, T-Rex doesn't want to be fed. He wants to hunt. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. So it's like, if you could lay there helpless, T-Rex will be uninterested in you because, well, you're you're helpless. Yeah. And it doesn't want to hunt. Let's think about this, though. Human beings versus goats. Some big differences. If you were sitting there in front of a T-Rex and you're just like there on a little chain and like, help, help, and you start making noise and eventually you're going to get bored and start trying to like break break, and sh- like, break the chains and whatnot or whatever. Why are you chained? You could hope that T-Rex if you, is a goat. If you went up was. like the goat did in yeah. Jurassic Park. You could hope that T-Rex just gets bored and goes away. <laughs> and what about, the, what about the shark? Could you just... I know because sharks really they, they look for the the weakened prey and things like that. So if you're flailing about in the water, not Bruce gonna... the shark. Bruce the shark had a ven- like vendetta against anybody from Amity Island. Okay, okay. So, so... especially if your last name ended in Brody. Yeah. That was a smart <laughs> Remember shark. Jaws for the Revenge. He like he like swam. He, well, his ancestors swam from like Cape Cod to like the Virgin Islands to track down somebody on land that is like 25 years later. Remember, I have not seen Jaws, nor any of the sequels. Okay, well, you never need to see one of the sequels. Actually, Jaws 3 is fine. Yeah, I've never seen one of the sequels. I've seen the original Jaws. I haven't seen any of the sequels. I've only seen the original. I'll put it this way. The sharks that are around that area get a vendetta against one specific family, and they're all like these uber sharks, so... It's but they like all happen, you know, it's like, oh my god, there's a Brody on that boat. I know this because movie I'm, magic. Yeah, I'm a shark. Telepathy. And, and maybe it was those sharks from that one movie where they, like, put human brain cells in sharks and that underwater, uh, whatever it was, and then the sharks, like, peered out at a... I wish I could remember what that movie was sea. called. Thank oh my you. god, yeah, that maybe was... Maybe that was it. Dude, maybe Deep Blue maybe there was a crossover there we never caught. Before. Had one of the best moments, though, because we were watching that. It's not like it was a phenomenal movie or mm-hmm. anything, but, but that movie. one moment good. where Samuel Jackson's giving his giant speech and just gets ripped apart yeah. by the fucking shark. Well, that's like amazing. Like, it's like this epic monologue, and then out of nowhere, you're like, like, sweet <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, 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 Rob, you can't get out. Okay, yeah, so, yeah, you get to answer. Um, and you've got all of this information to build okay. your consensus point on. So I know if... I'm going up against the shark from Jaws. Mm-hmm. I have a fairly high chance of, of surviving that, I think. For a good reason. Shark from Jaws broke down like every six seconds. Oh my god. It would That's just like sink point. to the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> That's a legitimate <laughs> point. Fighting CG creatures and like mechanics yeah. that were from Stan Winston, higher chance of that's going to crush me in some yeah. way, shape, or form. I'm going to take this from the non-realistic way and go with Damn. the actual animatronics. Bam. You goddamn technocrat. <laughs> now, um, I'll go from, from your guy's angle nose, seriously. I think 
Uh, dealing yeah. with the T-Rex, I would actually really think about that visual acuity thing and just pray to God that it was true. But then I think about Jurassic Park 1, and there's the lawyer who's very, very still in the fucking, fucking porta potty and still just got ripped to shreds. So, T-Rex kind of scares me. It's oddly very quick. Mm. Um, and I think I have a higher chance of survival, though, still, because there's brush, there's buildings to get into. You know, it's not like that episode of The Critic where they're discussing how raptors open doors, you know. <laughs> Uh, which I still sadly remember that entire little, like, cartoon snippet monologue. Another interesting point, though, would be <laughs> it's been a lot uh, longer since we've had a confirmed T-Rex attack than it was. <laughs> it's been at least 25 years. It's been, it's been some time, is what I'm trying to, you know, throw it out there. Um, but, yeah, no, I think the shark thing, yeah, the shark yeah. thing absolutely terrifies me. I'd love to see a great white in the water, but seeing something that's, like, basically almost close to Megalodon size and... Yeah. I would so probably Bill, just cry. Bill's the only the only one here with the cojones. Willing to, to, to brave to, the yeah, shark. Brave the shark. Brave the shark. Apparently, well it's, it's all because, really, I've never seen Jaws. Just, and I don't <laughs> really know how fucking brutal the well, shark would be. If you get in that situation, just don't jump it. Yeah, just don't. Don't jump the shark. Yeah. <laughs> Learn from Bonnie's <laughs> mistake. Is that a pun? That is a pun. That was a pun. You get that a pun. I would it was it beautiful. It wasn't a play on words. It was. It wasn't a play. Words. That was to- that was exact words. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but you were talking about like literally jumping so, over so, sharks. Yes. So that so was. Moving it on was a play that, on moving words. On that, I want to. I want to share this story, and um, I'll, I'll say I did pick it up off of Facebook. Okay. Um, so plagiarism, just be damned. Yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. Um, supposedly, some uh, researchers from Massachusetts Turnpike Authority found over two hundred dead crows. And they were really concerned that it could have been avian flu. Well, they went to a bird pathologist and they said, no, 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 it's not avian flu. The cause of death is vehicular impacts. So apparently all these crows are getting hit by cars and trucks and stuff on the road. So, however, during the detailed analysis, they found paint on the bird's claws and beaks. They determined that 98% of the crows were actually killed by trucks instead of cars. Um, Then they hired a ornithological behaviorist to determine if there was a... Can I, can I pause the story for just I can already guess where okay. this is going. <clears throat> Sounds like an urban legend to me. No, I just know, you, I know the punchline. I, I, I can, I, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll just discuss it after. And my guess is it's an, a very English majory punchline. <laughs> well, so there was a disproportionate number, you know, they were trying to figure out why these crows were getting killed by trucks instead of cars, mm-hmm. they figured out that, you know, the birds actually have a lookout whenever one, you know, one of the crows is oh, eating oh, a yes. kill. I see. And they discovered uh-huh. that while, you know, the crows, all the crows could shout, caw, caw, they couldn't <laughs> shout truck. truck. Yeah, that's... Oh, I thought you were going for a different oh. angle with the murder of crows bit. Nope. Oh, man. No, no, he just... I'm not even gonna bring up my thing because <laughs> that brings us back to that story. <laughs> <and I'm laughs> I got... I got so, so excited about years. this when I read this earlier today. <laughs> I'm like, I'm reading this, and then somebody posted it to my wall, and they said, "Oh, Bill, this may this may really interest you." And I'm reading, I'm like, "Why the hell would this interest me? Why do I care about crows in Massachusetts?" And then you like, and then I got to the payoff, and I'm like, "Holy shit, that was amazing!" <laughs> Can't anybody else see a ton of states actually doing research like that, like wasting Probably. taxpayers' money? Like, oh, like they're like scientists. It's not what a waste. What about the crows? It's well spent on a scientastic adventure. Scientastic. <laughs> scientastic. Look, you know how many margaritas you it know, takes to get a scientist really going? You know, I'll, I'll put it this Not way, cheap. though. Ultimately, if they paid an obscene amount of money for a stupid test, as long as somebody like Bill Nye, the science guy, or Neil deGrasse Tyson is telling me the results of this, I'll be like glued to the TV. I'm like, yay, they're talking. 
But and, and a, lot of, a lot of times, the, the, what, what the studies look on the surface, though, are not what they're really about. It started you know, out plausible. It sounds stupid, and then it turns out that there's really good animal behavioral reasons that X, Y, Z. It yeah. did sound plausible up it's until the, the very well, end. Well, it started out plausible with the avian flu. Well, there, there's been bird kill-offs before. There was a, oh man, I think it was in Arkansas, they had a whole bunch of mm. dead birds just rain out of the sky when they freaked everybody out. They killed they a whole it, bunch well, no, of crows, it and it was a murder of crows. That's really where I expected well, that, that to go. I thought that was going Come too. Come on. <laughs> but no, that actually, uh, they, they attributed it to fireworks uh, somehow confusing the crows, and they started colliding with each other and, uh, you know, breaking their necks on midair impacts and raining to the ground in clouds of dead birds. And it's, it's kind of freaky. Yeah. I, know, I saw a whole bunch of dead creepy. birds falling out of the sky. Uh, go the other way. You'd think it was like Alfred Hitchcock's movie, yeah. The Birds. Or, you know... Well, they were attacking. They weren't necessarily thing. dead. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry to completely... That's <laughs> <you. laughs> no, no, well, we talked about dead birds. Rob's in quiet contemplation I about am, the I pun. Am. Well, I'm thinking if you find lots and lots of dead crows, what would you do? You Call could find the CDC. Or, or the police. You could find yeah. a police box, which... No, just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> that would be a horrible segment. Sorry, I had to do wow. that just for fun. I know, but what a no. terrible, terrible segment. <laughs> it was. No. That was the idea oh, of man. it. So, regeneration... No. Yeah. It's, it's really something no. that... That actually happened. There was a regeneration who, and uh, me and Ashley did go to it. So, yeah, um, they pressed Please tell us press, all about press. your wonderful time at Regeneration Who. Well, for those who don't know, uh, first and foremost, I got a piece up about it. Ashley's got some photos up on uh, the I thought you said you had to pee. Yeah, I did too. Whoa, whoa. I was like, do you, yeah. do you want me to pause the show? Again, and this is how professional first I am. First and foremost. No, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, there's, uh, there's, a, there's, I've got a piece up on uh, the caffeine crew. Uh, uh, oh, well, it's well, a website. <laughs> website, thank you. It is. And Ashley, like I said, Ashley's got uh, some pictures that she took. I know she's working on some other the pieces. You, you want to say something? I could see it in your eyes, Bill. But anyway. Oh God, I'm scared. <laughs> I know so am I. I'm what terrible pun will fall out of this uh. next? But uh, yeah, it was a first year con uh, devoted entirely to uh, Doctor Who. Uh, it had some pretty big names there. It was uh, one of the first East Coast ones, I believe, too. I, I'm not sure about that because I know there's a Long Island Who. Which oh, is, is yeah, there? Yeah, okay. Because there things. was actually several of the panelists there. Uh, one of uh, one of the panelists there, and, and I cannot remember his name right off the bat, but it's it's in the article that I wrote. Yeah. Um, is actually the showrunner for for Long Island Who. So that's I, awesome. I I want to say it may be one of the first, but I, I don't think it is the yeah. And ultimately, and then there's but it was definitely a very impactful one. There was three doctors. There were yeah. Well, Tom and, Baker was there in spirit and Skype land. So, so I mean, but I still count that as I still count. I mean, that's they did a Q and A, so that yeah, still yeah. counts as an appearance. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, Sir, Sylvester McCoy, was, Sylvester McCoy, and uh, Colin Baker were Colin both Baker. there. So sixth and uh, seven. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was pretty impressive. Uh, Patricia Quinn. Mm-hmm. I know I've been raving to a lot of people about that. Uh, and uh, if you're not familiar with old Who, she was definitely ish. I'm trying to remember. She was. Was she a villain? She was a villain, yeah. I, and I know she was in, uh, I'm trying to think, remember the name of the episode. I think it was, uh, uh, man, something Dragonfire. I can't remember. I didn't know that. I had no idea that Patricia okay. Quinn in any way was involved with uh, Doctor Who. But she yeah, was in two I different should... classic episodes. And I think, I believe in both of them. One of them, she was Queen of Vina, I believe it was. And uh, Okay. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, so I had but no idea people, she was involved Most in people that know her very well for Rocky Horror Picture Rocky, Show. Is yep, Magenta. Magenta for Rocky Horror Picture mm-hmm. Show. And, and man, her panel... Uh, the Q&A that she did was just hilarious. It was just basically her riffing about, you know, the Prince of Wales and all the different parties that they go to. I, I didn't know awesome. that her husband's a knight. He was, he was 
knighted and yeah it's it's that's she fantastic could probably talk for days <laughs> she's, like, she's an incredibly so many awesome incredibly stories. interesting woman yeah no no doubt no doubt and that was that was there was a fairly good turnout for that uh the tom baker I turnout was completely packed i mean that the I line imagine. was but i mean that's the fourth doctor did you guys get it yeah. uh no i ended up actually deciding to bail on it because the line just was overpowering I and i kind of regret yeah. that I, I really now looking back but i wish i had just stuck it out you know because you know, when I realized the line was building, it was almost two hours before, and I just didn't want to. St- I didn't want to stand in line for two hours. I'm not. I can't imagine you standing in a convention to begin with. It was. So. Well, the, the all the other panels I caught, you know, they they had pretty good lines, but I mean, they were all reasonable, reasonable to standing room. You know, yeah. um, I'm trying to think. Uh, so, uh, Cybermen versus Daleks is one I went to again. I'm I'm covering That's things awesome. that I covered in yeah, the article, yeah. but it's just a lot of fun. But I, I think the greatest thing was some of the costumes. The Ashley was telling me about amazing. some of them. Yeah, they were was, like little nuggets dressed up yeah, as tiny like Daleks. As Daleks and doctors. There was one, some guy had built his seven-year-old daughter. We're assuming she was around the seven-year-old range because she was, she couldn't have been very tall because she was in a one-sixth scale model Dalek. And That's she was awesome. just running around in this, and I mean, it was, it was a solid structure. Yeah. So I don't know if it had wheels or what, but she was just running around chasing Doctors in her age range screaming <laughs> exterminate. Ashley's got it on video. I'm hoping that's that amazing. That she'll post oh it on one God. of her pieces. Yeah. I hope so. But I want to see that. You know what? The kids is what made it really awesome because that, for cool. a fandom, it's yeah. the young. That's your future well, that's blood. Kind of that's yeah. people that are going to carry the fandom on going forward. Yeah. You know, nothing sucks more than going to a very specific uh, convention. And realizing that it's all old people, let's say, you know, or, or something along those lines where it feels like, man, as, as these people start to fall out of the fandom, you're just, you know, you're going to lose that that regenerative energy. Oh, bam. That was nice. good. So uh, I would assume, oh, thank you guys, kill, killed a bottle of Fireball. Oh, no, that was Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Ashley. It was pretty, pretty terrible, um, the amount of, of alcohol they were going through that night. <laughs> Well, I mean, it was it was the, the the you know the last night, so they they they, they don't see each other very often, so they had yeah a, they had a blast. That's and, awesome. Yeah, but uh, I would recommend it. I don't know um, right now if there's going to be one in 2016. I, I've looked and I haven't found any information. Very nice. Uh, I talked to one of the staffers. They said uh, at the peak there was about 1,600 people. So that is for a first year con. That's, that's really that's good. Pretty, pretty darn good numbers. Those are very good numbers. So I'm really hoping that they're they're going to have a chance to bring. Yeah, it back I heard again. it was really like well organized. Um, and they have another Flawless. big they have another Fantastic. big convention coming. Intervention in, in uh, DC. It's Internet Plus Convention. Um, I might have gotten a flyer for that. There were like three or four other it's cons run, that were putting It's run by the same people oh, okay. so as Regeneration. This one's been was... running for about six years, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so it's pretty much like a big hodgepodge of all sorts of It's pretty much different... all forms of like different types of internet culture and such. And so it'll be uh, it'll be pretty cool. No, yeah. it'll be it'll be pretty awesome. So if if there was one person from Doctor Who that you would really want to see at the next Regeneration Who, and this is terrible because I've already said it twice now. Who would it be? Would you want to see? <sighs> You're terrible, Tenet. <laughs> Tenet. That's I'll awesome. Yeah, but I can't. Uh, he's. I don't think he does small cons. I think Tenet is in the caliber. I know where he he's going to be at uh, Wizard oh, World. Okay, yeah, but I mean. But Big, yeah. yeah, I think he yeah. does. But I mean, it makes sense when you're at the peak of your career. That's what you're going to focus right. on is is yeah. maximizing that. I mean, you know, it's oh, a job. Sure. It's what they do. Um, you know, that was what was kind of nice. It was it was it a lot more of the classics. You know, the companions that were there were were you know from the classic era. I don't think there was too much uh, modern interjection in there. Um, 
and that was okay. Honestly, I think yeah. that was just fine. So I love it. Awesome. Like I said, if they, if they if they host it again, I'm going again. That's that's, that's a guarantee. fantastic. It's got the fresh seal of approval, the which approval. is not worth anything outside of <laughs> my house. But, it's, but it's got it nonetheless. But awesome weekend though. It sounds oh, like. beautiful. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Awesome. So what was probably the absolute best costume you saw? You think? Oh man, it's it's hard to peg it down. I got to go with that little little girl in the Dalek yeah. costume. That's that, pretty amazing. I, I mean, she had hover light. Like I mean, it just was mind boggling. It was really really good. Uh, most of the doctors, there was a lot of gender bending uh, doctors, which was pretty cool to see. I always like to see, you know, uh, uh, different takes, you know, on any any sort of a costume. Yeah. Uh, there were some really nice Dalek dresses there. Ooh, where that's awesome. It was all, yeah, it was it was it was a clockwork. One of the clockwork people. Oh, nice. Uh, that one those was are pretty super awesome, creepy. So. No, it was it was quite quite amazing. But uh, yeah, it was a good amount of cosplayers too. Yay. It's not a, a small thing. I well, like a convention with a lot of cosplay. Oh, yeah. We actually have another addition to the show. Kenny stealthily stuck in a few minutes ago, so... A rogue Kenny, Kenny has appeared! I'm a ninja. <laughs> no one even heard me coming. The cat slept through it. It just makes me want to burgle people's houses now. <laughs> a really lazy cat. That's a fun word to say. It's you very burgle. true. You know, if you, burgle. if you burgle, burgle this house, you could really, literally be a cat burglar. Oh, I was trying uh, to think of uh, that uh, one. Uh, You're pretty uh, terrible. Uh, I love it. Har har. <laughs> so, uh, well, the big thing uh, that uh, coming off of the Regen Who convention uh, was, you know, is there a fandom for anybody here uh, that they don't, they can't think of a convention or a good, like, or a fandom that they would like to go to a convention to they haven't gone to yet? Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. And I know there's not a yeah. There's no way there's a convention for it yet because it's just coming into second season. Plus, it's a cartoon. But a Rick and Morty convention, I would get so drunk at one of those, it wouldn't even be legal. You know what I would love to see is take, like, a community college or a high school and convert it to Greendale for a weekend. That and would they be basically cool. do all the panels, instead of normal panels, the retarded classes, classes taught by Greendale. people that come up with bizarre <laughs> hour-long lectures. And then you sit down in desks. And that basically, you're supposed to just cool. kind of function like it's a it's a bad TV show. <laughs> oh, That'd be pretty neat. Like, have multiple versions of the study room, and like you can have D and D games set up at certain ones. Part of the whole like part of the convention is just building the biggest blanket fort, and then the oh. other side of the convention is building the biggest uh, pillow fort. I think and that, see if you can get yeah. them to collide by the uh, end of con. I think the fire that would translate into a really good. Uh, I think the fire marshal would have severe issues. Oh god, with both yeah. The pillow fort and the blanket. But fort. think about how yeah. awesome that would be as oh, a drunken weekend. It would be weekend. amazing until the bonfire. <laughs> Maybe like you do like the first floor hotel rooms. You Burn try to like bring in some basic things, like stupid little basic things to make mm-hmm. them look like dumb dorm rooms. Like, <laughs> hey, hey guys, is is this community? Yes, this is community. Oh, I know something. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. So community con. I think that community would be pretty fucking awesome. Really the name neat. rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Yeah. Community con. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm Bro. going to commune con. Rob has essentially <laughs> killed the rest of this topic because everything that has gone through my head, including Animaniacs, which is incredible, yeah. does not live up to the con that he just proposed. Yeah, it sounds pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I really... still think there should be Last Unicorn Con. <laughs> <laughs> I would go to that. Oh, man. That would Let's call it the last con. Yeah, the last con. No, it's the last fucking unicorn. You know, I really don't have, like, a fandom that I could think of a convention for that I would really want. Oh, there's well, gotta be something well, in there. Well, maybe, I, I don't know if they have a Sherlock con yet. 
Yes, I believe do. they do. Okay, okay. And it's in London. Um, I think well, a lot of people were super, super jealous because it looks awesome. That gives me another reason to go back to London. It's not as already, Not as if, as if I already didn't have enough reasons to go back to London. I know, it's pretty But cool. really, um, the convention I'd love to see actually come out here yeah. is for BlizzCon to actually happen on the East Coast one year. Instead, instead of, of West Coast. Instead of fucking Anaheim, California. That's fair. Well, I'm, su- I'm surprised that they haven't tried to... to... Capitalize I mean, on they've got to yeah, have enough here. of a fan base oh, across the country. They, they can... totally do, yeah. So why do you think they... Uh, California's easy for them? Well, it's when yeah. you think about it, there's one of the biggest cons uh, worldwide is WonderCon, which is Anaheim, I believe. I want to why say. are they all in Anaheim? I thought San Diego Comic-Con well, Disneyland. Well, that's true. WonderCon, oh. though, I think... That, I want to say it's Anaheim. I could be wrong, but they just... Indiana. Indiana. Was, Indiana, yeah. This was the last year for it there. I think it's moving to now. It's moving to California. Okay. And everybody's like, come on. They're like, well, all these huge, huge, huge conventions. But the thing is... But it is, might be that they have the space. Um... Yeah. It's fifty fifty. Like okay. it, like you walk around all on the East Coast and there's some gigantic convention centers. Like the yeah, Jack really Center in New York is gigantic. I mean like I mean New York Comic Con's getting bigger and bigger, yeah. I don't think I'll ever go. Yeah, but honestly. who wants to honestly go to I'm New York curious. City for a convention? It's, it's true, not the it's best true. City to have a convention. There's already way too much happening in that city. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but I mean Pax getting there East, would be easy. Getting there would what well, kind of Pax East, yeah, Pax East but, is yeah no, it's true. But you think about it, though, like, New York Comic Con is now getting to height levels of San Diego Comic Con It's true. Year. It's getting really and big now. the thing is, though, the reason why that's happening is because there are no other huge oh, comic book conventions of that type on the yeah. East Coast. I mean, it's Wizard West. World blows. So, I mean, that's the problem with everything moving west is well, I mean, I it forces all these bodies to go to PAX East and yeah. New York Comic Con. Once, once cons get to all. a certain size and you've got the old, you know, hey, look, I'm going to spend six days waiting in line. To try and get into this one panel. Yeah. And forget about crazy. all the other sites and things going on. Because if I don't do that, I'm not going to get to see those people. And that, I want a Joss Whedon convention. Just all of his Whedonverse. Works. Yeah, Whedonverse convention. That could work. Because I know I there are individual ones, like Buffy and things like that. But I want just one that encompasses all Whedon, Whedonverse yeah, stuff. Yeah, you can, do a, you can do a View Asque Universe convention. Let's so Kevin Smith ones. Oh, that'd be really awesome, too. Let's give, oh. him <laughs> <laughs> Let's give him a call. Kenny, Kenny, you got Whedon's number, don't you? Yeah, give him a call. See what he thinks. Right Ain't now. no thing. Not Ain't no right thing. now. He's probably eating dinner. Huh? <laughs> don't be rude. So we should have a convention for people that are opposed to um, prisoners, and then you could have a con, con, con. <laughs> well done. But I'm My sure. friend's still actually on the Animaniacs yeah, convention, nice. and how you would do that. What? That sounds brilliant. Well, you could get the voice actors, the writers, the uh, the artists. Yeah, you could make that work. You could have it in the water tower. Oh my god, do you know what you could do? You could have each of, like, because, I mean, Animaniacs had so many different, like, side little, like, stories, and you could do, like, different areas for each story so it's like different themes a chunk, for each chunk of it yeah. is like a mindy's and buttons episode yeah like, that'd be really cool the brain. yeah the, horse. <clears throat> the lovely horse perfect new <laughs> good feathers yeah oh i love good feathers you know and, and then there's the uh you squawking the, at me the you massage room which could be a minerva mix ah yeah yeah could also be 18 plus just right off the bat well that's most of animaniacs yeah that's true too Oh my god, the fingerprints joke was still... I still don't know how they got away with that. 
You know what? This I would be no kind idea. of outdated, but like an old school Adult Swim convention would be pretty awesome too. Old school Adult yeah, Swim. Yeah, old We're school. Talking not like new school, early two thousands. That's basically that everything. encompassed all of it. Sure, because I mean, like you had C Lab, you had like a bunch yeah. of the anime that really got kinda, bigger. They, there, you had. They do kind of do that. I know like they do a college. They do a college tour, but it's. Oh, that's neat. Yeah, I, uh, I the truck hosted it once up up in uh, up in Philly, but yeah. I, I think it's more. It's geared towards some of the old, the hold-ons like Aqua Teen Hunger Force, which has yeah, yeah. somehow managed to stick around Seriously? this entire time. Yeah, they're still doing Holy new episodes Jesus, of that. They so change amazing. the name from time to time, but yeah. it's still there. It's, it's still, still an exists. amazing show. That's it is. It's nuts. Not, you know, I can't believe it's still going. But it's one of the few hangers-on. I mean, yeah. most, of, most of their older programming has, has retired, been replayed a couple of times, retired again. Yeah. Which is I, sad, because their older programming is great. No, mm-hmm. I have old movies on, on DVD. I've got, yeah. the, I've got the box... Yeah. yeah, I I really miss Harvey Birdman and Turning Harvey Birdman. Oh my God, no, Harvey Birdman was so great. C Lab's still my favorite. Suck. They do. <laughs> new shows are awful. Yeah, I, I, I got well. some personal feelings on that. I mean, they're animated. They're trying to get back with their animated stuff. There's they're, they have Rick to. and Morty. Rick and Morty. Well, well that's yeah, but they always Rick and Morty this. is Dan Harmon from Community. Right? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's oh, that's, that's exclusive awesome. to Adult Swim. Uh, there was a new show on. I cannot remember the name right off the bat. Unsupervised. Uh, and it okay. almost looks like it's uh, a Mike Judge production, but I, I can't remember who does it, but I'm sure it's not Mike Judge. But it's got that feel to it, and it's actually popping. It's actually very clever. That's awesome. I haven't um, watched it, but I saw a preview for it, and it looked it's, very it's actually Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it had that feel. And again, I'm not 100% certain. I get up at, you know, 4 in the morning, and I'm half asleep when I turn the TV on, and it, <laughs> it's been greeting me, and I've been happy with that. Because many times I've had to click pass, because it's either Tim and Eric... No. They have a they, they have you have you seen the aquarium stuff that they do? No. Where they actually just have a static shot of the aquarium at at uh, William Street, where Cartoon Network is produced, and then they just kind of voice over what's going through the fish's heads. They had surreal lunch. They just had some really weird off, shit. Bad. Yeah, cheap and not very yeah. you know. And, well, that's the idea. And I hate knocking. Well, that's why they, they brought did. so much joy to my life. Yeah. Well, that's why they did live action stuff and brought that stuff it's in so because it was stuff that was already done. Yeah. And yeah. animation is such a costly effort, which is why all the shows are fifteen minutes. And I, and I get that. I get that. Oh, I mean, Venture Brothers is still done in the old <laughs> old style, like single you know uh, mm-hmm. sheets. Mm-hmm. I think I so it's like two hundred fifty thousand dollars a minute or something to make an episode of Venture wow. Brothers. But Venture Brothers is amazing. I'm shocked. You know, we're going into season six that it has not been picked up by any other networks, uh, like for syndication. I mean, it's so good. Yeah. You know, it, it almost to me, I feel like you know that they kind of ignore uh, Adult Swim, and yet you've got like Fox has got their uh, I can't remember what they've got Fire Cop or whatever it's called Axe Cop. Comedy Central's done it. They they they're doing these late night animation blocks, right. and I think what they're trying to do is siphon off whatever popularity, Adult whatever Swim ratings. Has, the, and... Yeah, Adult Swims has has the, uh, the the lock on. Which if they but don't you know what, get they moving still... on their content, they're going to win that one. That's true. So. Very true. But they're still doing Saturday Night Anime, and some of it's actually pretty. That's good. That's the yeah. thing. Like they do have like that. Lo- I mean, I don't. So many people have watched it for so long. There's a that a lot of people, yeah, yeah, that's a very loyal fan base. Yeah, so even go. like, even yeah. if they got some shows that suck, a lot of the people that like watched it back in the heyday are still willing to check out the new stuff because they're like, well, maybe it's gonna be like, you yeah. know, XXX. Another convention I just thought of too, ZimCon. <gasps> oh my god, that'd be awesome. Every, you attendance is required that you dress up as one of the Urkin army, and that's all it is. That would be and then amazing. And the con hosts are you get Kevin McDonald to replay one of the tallest. 
and get up who the other voice actor was, and they basically oh. lead like at the beginning, the opening <sighs> ceremony, and basically give you your like. You start off the convention by doing something like the tallest call certain people up, yeah. like you get like raffle tickets, yeah. and they call your number. And they say, you get assigned to these planets, and good luck on your, and then you just get maybe moved, and you get to do some VIP stuff. That would be Dude, awesome. That, yeah, you that would be super that. cool. Well, Jonah Vasquez is the man. I, oh my I god, need, I, I gotta, I gotta get uh, Johnny, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. It's good stuff. I know. I, I, I think Rob has, though. I have to trade. Yeah. Do you? I, yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah. every time I think Squeeze about it, I'm like, really good I'm gonna too. go and buy it. Squeeze a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah Squeeze ridiculous. And Filler Bunny. Filler Bunny. Filler Bunny's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that no. That awesome. There's so many good ideas for cons, though. Like, yeah. My brain's so still stuck fun. in the community con. I want that to it happen. It would be now. amazing. Oh, man, the hard part with that is just getting getting enough, you know, content, I guess. You know, because you'd have to contact actors, writers, people no, connected to it. Honestly, you know, that would be such a low-budget convention. Really? As long as you have the space, you take each room, turn it into a classroom. Oh, well, see, you I don't even need the people, that's... yeah. You do it as a, be, a bring your own Nerf gun, bring your own oh blanket, my God, bring your own yeah. pillow. See, yeah, just, you don't even community. like even need have... the star power for that one. Just the fun, crazy events even like they have had... on Community would win people over. Even if you did, if you had good outdoor space, you could have a paintball match. I mean, what, I mean, Community is what inspired us to Careful, do the... Careful, because um... they thought that about that Tumblr car that we talked about. Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> they were like, we don't need anything special. And no, that's true. Just like, well, that was like bad organization. It was, ter- too. And, it and was they terrible. Had a good draw, so they had a good draw. What? So, I mean, if you had the good draw, yeah. even if you didn't have the star power, but you had fun events and they were well organized, it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, um, that was like community was what inspired us to do the what, like, the. Um, uh, the blanket fortnight oh. that we did through the house. That yeah. was because community did it, and we were like, "That would be awesome. Let's do it." I remember the blanket fort. So yeah, we had two. So it's time to do another one. I, I was gonna say That's I true. made it to the second one because I was so mad when I heard about the first one, and I I didn't know anything about it. Well, it was so desert. much fun. So, um, but uh, you know, um, it's kind of funny because we brought up Adult Swim, and the yeah. good reason that we brought it up though too is anime. The anime yes, was a huge yep. part of Adult Swim. Yeah, like, it was. They got yeah. nights. Yep. They, you yeah. had what, two hours of, your, of the, the comedy block animation, and then it went into people, uh... two hours usually of, of anime. Yep. Yeah. And that's where so many people saw Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, Full Metal Alchemist. Like, that's um, where people really yeah, watched. Yeah, Bebop, Trigon. Bebop, Bebop Trigon. Was the yeah. Shit. yeah. Is anyone following it right now? Because there's no. a show that I used to, I, I watched like a month ago, and I saw a couple episodes, and it was fantastic, and I can't remember what it's called. What, it, what was the style? What did it look like? It was about these kids that would slit their wrist and control the blood and turn it into knives, Whoa. and they were forced to battle each other to, like, the uh, death. And wait, it was awesome. I'm pretty sure that's darker than black. No, I think it's something called. else. Because there was, it's, huh. no one no know. one knows who these kids are. Yeah. And, well, like, look up uh, Adult Swim's current lineup. School. Yeah. I don't think it's. I feel kill, like that I sounds don't think like it's Kill La Kill. It's a different show. No, okay. I don't think it's Kill La Kill. Yeah, it's something. Else I feel like Tommy would know. <laughs> Probably. Most likely. Um, but like, so what was everyone's first anime? Like their first big Wait, what one was that their they entry, watched. Entry point into anime. So, unfortunately, I'm going to have to say DBZ. It's okay. That's a lot. Well, of no, levels. because there's a lot of people with DBZ and and Sailor Moon. Mine was Sailor Moon. I feel you. But I gotta say, really, after you know DBZ, which mm-hmm. it kind of exposed me to, oh, look at this animation! It's kind of cool, and yeah. it's not really just for kids. And maybe I, there's other stuff out here. And then I started watching Cowboy Bebop. That was Cowboy your big Bebop one. Was amazing. Well, I mean, it wasn't my big one. My biggest one 
And and my favorite still to this day is Trigun. Trigun was so good. Um, so it's good. got the perfect blend of like comedy and then drama and mm-hmm. it's kind of serious at the end. It's and, intense. You know, really good, really well-written characters. Um, I, again, I'm just going to keep steamrolling here because I also love, and I've been watching it, watching it a lot lately, yeah. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. I oh mean, wait, standalone complex. Uh, Ghost in the Shell or over? Well, I I watched I watched or the Arise. I watched the original movie. Uh, okay. Then I watched. Um, I have been watching some of Arise, which is yeah. disappointing because there's four episodes and there's Aww. only three on Netflix right now. Oh no. And one Hulu. Um. Yeah. Same thing. I don't know why there's at least again from everything I've seen there's supposed to be four episodes and there's only three out there right oh, now. Oh no. Um. But I've been watching rewatching Standalone Complex. That's awesome. And I heard it was, was really good. That, that was, was actually one of the few I had. The Laughing Man arc that they started that show off with was brilliant. It was nice. so well done. It was such a good like um crime drama from start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and it was but the world was so well built out that everything was so believable in that show and it like it worked so perfectly. It was a great sci fi. That's awesome. Um you know, um how about you actually? Um I started with Sailor Moon. That was uh me and Joel when we were in like fifth grade, started watching it together. Uh, it was when she didn't live close, so we became pen- like we were pen paling it, and um, she lived in Michigan, so we pen paled about anime. So we would talk about Sailor Moon all the time, and that was like my intro. Um, and I started like getting fan sub tapes like pretty early on, but the one that really got me like full force into things was Fushi Yugi. That one, like I started watching around like thirteen, fourteen. It's the perfect time to watch that because it's like definitely it's built. Your, it's perfectly built for that audience. It right? is, yeah. It's definitely a shoujo anime, but loved that show. We actually just rewatched it um a year ago, and it was. I mean, like Miyaka. You know, from an adult perspective, you're like, holy crap, she's so dumb. But um, <laughs> but the characters were still, like, the side characters were all really still lovable and fun. And, like, the show definitely still had a lot of staying power. Yeah. Well, I know. How about Kenny? How about you? Yeah. What was your first one? Now, I've often wondered if my introduction to anime has changed or warped my perception of what good anime is. <laughs> because I know there's so many people that are like... Cowboy Bebop! And I was like, is for five-year-olds. Oh, oh, I got oh, into my hey, first intro hey. was Ninja Scroll. Holy fuck. A movie with more blood, rape, mm. and sex than any R-rated movie you've ever seen in America. It would absolutely have been rated X if it was made in America. The yeah. opening scene is ninjas in a tree, you hear a noise, and then you just see heads fall on the ground and and rain of blood fall over their open eyes. Bodies oh getting God. ripped in half. <laughs> a guy turns into a rock monster, pulls a girl's legs apart and starts raping her. Jesus. With, with, and she Come poisons him with her poisonous pussy. It this is what I got introduced to for anime. I've followed never seen it up, Ninja Scroll. Followed it up Have with you not? Wicked no, I City. Which okay, so you up. watched all the twists and, and this shit. is And now I'm like, this is good fucking anime. Rough <laughs> shit. That's and then, yeah. and then so I was like, watch Cowboy Bebop. And I was like, cool. And I went in and I'm like, why well, is no one killing anybody? Well, actually, it makes, <laughs> actually honestly, I, I understand why that was some of your first ones. Because when anime moved west, yeah. like, and it came to the States, those were, we got... There was four or five really big tapes that everybody watched. They watched Ghost... Well, actually six. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Uh-huh. There was Akira. 
There was Wicked City, yeah. Ninja Scroll, and the one that me and Fesh was are both of our first ones was Vampire Hunter D. Yeah, yep. four of those five played into it, but Vampire Hunter D was number one for me. Same here. That was the first that's one awesome. I saw. Then that's Hero, that's a good one too. Then Ninja Scroll. But the thing is, yeah, you remember that because that was um, uh, those were the VHS tapes you could rent at oh, yep. video stores yep. and such. They were, I mean, yeah. I don't think they understood They're, the content. Like I don't, they did, you know, it's oh, this you is a cartoon. cartoon. Transformers. Yep. Right. This is the early Transformers. I'm sure. Put it in the kids section. Yeah, exactly. Actually, I'm fairly slightly. certain it probably was in the kids section because it was under cartoons. Yeah. Well, and again, <laughs> let's I hope did. the kids didn't take that home. Well. We did, and we turned out perfectly fine. That's true, fine, right? Cough, cough. Let's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cut a person with a sword. That's what I got into for anime. So yeah. whenever people, whenever I see the other anime, and I'm like, ah, it's okay. That's like kid stuff. Like Actually, anime, anime to me Kenny, is stuff that is over the top. Yeah. Kenny, yeah. have you ever seen Excel Saga? Because if you haven't, you need to. I don't think I've ever watched that. It you plays should. off on a lot of classic anime it's tropes and ridiculous. Oh, and it's what say... it's what you're thinking of when you think of like what you're describing. It's that, but add humor. So it's like Not Excel pretty much. It's pretty gory. Are you kidding me? She's constantly oh. killing herself. Uh, like true. she's like, um, I guess like there's the big overlord Iparazzo sama, and Excel's like doing his bidding, and she just like. She dies in like five million ways in the show, and then she tries to eat the dog the whole time. <laughs> so the ending song is the dog crying, "Please don't eat me." Like the entire ending song is just like the dog just being like, I've "I never don't want to show." I need to watch this. Oh my god, it's can I just hilarious! Get a tip of the hat and a clink of the bottle to the Japanese. I love them. I love them. Wow. But yeah, now, now I want to watch. It's that. fantastic. I have to check it out. Although I will it's say insane. one of the uh, one of the classics. That you always heard about was um, Devil Man. Oh, you gotta watch Devil I've Man. I've heard of it, but I've never actually. I haven't even heard of Devil Man. He doesn't. He doesn't even show up in the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> now that's... they reference him, and you gotta uh-huh. wait till the second before you see it was bad. That's called like building it. a franchise. It was bad. <laughs> no, but no, there was a lot of big ones like that. That really like it's that in the the old Miyazaki films like My Neighbor, to- uh, you know, My Neighbor Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service. Those were a lot of big, huge, early movies that came to the States before people got into... Princess Mononoke. I, I saw, uh, Princess Mononoke, I think, was a big tipping point. That was one of the big... In the like, States. Most, most, I would say I grew up in a backwater, only there wasn't any water. So Aww. for me to have seen what I saw, amazingly, I probably missed out on a lot of the other stuff that was <laughs> yeah. out there. I'm glad I saw what I you did. You finally see. caught up with uh, Full Metal Alchemist, or at um, least the first. The first series. one. I'm, I'm you know what? That's the only one I've actually seen. Is the Everybody first keeps season. telling me Brotherhood's so much better. It is. I love the first I one see. so much. No, I love the first one too, but uh, I really do want to. Well, I mean, like we we kind of we we started and stopped with Brotherhood too. It's really good, but it I just, need the time. Well, <laughs> yeah, Kat, you mentioned Fushigi Yugi was like your first full series that like was like. You had your gateway, but that was like the one that That was the one that me and Jewel got really obsessed with. Yeah, we got obsessed, and then, um, you know, like, that's when we started, like, around that time, like, we were watching Roroni Kenshin and, like, Fushigi Yugi and stuff like that, and that's when we started going to Otakon, Mm -hmm. and it really kind of hit that, like, you know. Well, I know, I for me, for example, like, I know my first big one was Slayers. um, Oh, so good. Which confused so many people, like, when I was in high school, and not... Anybody was really watching anime too much, and I'd bring up Slayer, and everybody thinks about you know the, the band. Metal the band, band yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Rob was into that. I didn't know he was that into that. Heavy like, metal. He doesn't even have long hair. But, uh, actually, no, I did back. Then. Did you really? I did. Uh, no, it's all gone. Back when Rob had hair, <laughs> many many moons ago, mine is starting to recede at a very fast. It's been not that not, not that many years. I, I had it about four years ago. 
Bam. Not a lot of it, but I had yeah, some. Yeah, but remember, remember my timeline. I left, you had hair. I come back, you don't have hair anymore. <laughs> oh my god, Rob hasn't had hair have for you? like seven years. Rob <laughs> <laughs> shaves his head. I do shave yeah. my head. So it's not I like have hair. Yeah. Yeah. I have hair. I have I have I have very thin patchy spots. So I'm like yes, shaving my head. He's accepted his lot in life. So, yes. MC, so does MC Fred a lot, and it doesn't bother him. You're, you're <laughs> <stays far. laughs> I'm very happy. With but him. Bill, you should be ashamed. You came back. Rob's hair ran away. You scared Rob's hair away. Oh, terrible person. You're gonna make me run away. Again. No. I don't think I'm gonna lose. Don't ever. <laughs> <laughs> What if I come back? Like, exactly. I'm just gonna run away. Rob's dick falls off in the shower. Detachable oh, penis. <laughs> <laughs> well, I referenced that. By King Missile. No we we referenced. Yeah, we were at uh, some on Friday night. We were talking about and, King Missile and Detachable penis. Yeah, yeah. there's a whole song about somebody talking yeah. about like yep. his dick falling off. I was like, yeah, it's King Missile the Third. We played with him before, yeah. and everyone's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, detachable penis. Yeah, it's amazing. I haven't heard that forever, so I'm writing that down <laughs> so that I can listen to it. Still, and I told them, everybody, too, What if if you ever want to listen to a really interesting King Missile song, just look up Paper Cut. I like uh, Gay or Not Gay. Gay. Gay or Not Gay is pretty good, too. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, so, uh, Bill, was there a big anime series that actually pulled you into having full-on interest into a lot of stuff? Well, like I said, that was Trigun. That was Trigun. You definitely yeah. Trigun's I mean, a solid the, one. Yeah, that's, that's definitely solid. a good one. It's the only anime series that I own on DVD. Like, I bought the box set yeah. as soon as I possibly could. That's awesome. And it this, this box set has seen better days. Like, <laughs> it is falling apart, and I am... I woe the day when I move it one time. And so the are my Chinese fan subs. Yeah. <laughs> the fan DVDs, the Chinese oh, ones. Oh, so sad. I have so, so many. Sad. No. So many. That bring, uh, I, I know it's kind of, it's not getting off topic <laughs> that here. That dates but me, but. It brings up the argument. <laughs> hmm. I still like to watch my anime dubbed. Oh. <laughs> I like it dubbed too. I like it dubbed uh, because I can watch it and I can understand it lot, in my language. Uh, now, I can understand. A lot of the dubs, a lot of the dubs that were coming out, you know, twenty years ago, were god awful because they took the same five voice actors, no, no matter <laughs> how good or bad thing. they were, and used them for every goddamn anime they could find. Well, yeah. there wasn't a lot of studios that were doing dub work back then, too. So exactly, it's gotten a lot better. And well, I, think about it, Cowboy, I, Cowboy Bebop was a big change because I mean, that's every, where everybody started. That realizing was a semi decent dub. There are some good dubs out no, there. Yeah, if you, if you try. Uh, but I, I prefer. I always, always, always only watch it in sub. I, I will be honest, it depends on what I'm doing. If, if I'm trying to binge watch, because I'm on, like, days off on a night shift, I'm trying to sleep, you know, yeah. stay in my sleep pattern. If I'm trying to do something like work on my TK build or yeah. blah, 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 and I want to listen without necessarily having to focus, then obviously dubbed is the way to go. Yeah. Because if you go sub, you have absolutely... You have to read it. You're just yeah. listening well, to some shit you I can don't kind of pseudo-listen you know? and pick up, though. It's, oh, okay. I, See, I, I mean, I, I've watched so much of it over the years, and I took a little bit of Japanese in college, so I mean, it's at the point where I can catch a couple... Like, I can catch phrases here and there and just glimpse up to the screen occasionally for subs, and I usually know what is going on. Things that everybody that's dated a Japanese person in college has said. I've taken a little bit of Japanese in college... Bam! <laughs> so, so and I, I've got I've got the killer argument for dubs right now. Well, actually, I got a good um, one too. Now I disagree. Killer argument Whatever you for say, dubs. I, I disagree. Killer, bring on the killer argument. Terrible, terrible argument. It's really hard to try to read 
the subtitles no. on hentai while you're jerking off. <laughs> <laughs> who I did who have the hell is reading the subtitles? Why are you reading the subtitles? I, you. <laughs> I, I did be... have a girlfriend in college who was like, what is hentai? And then when I showed it to her, it turned out she was way into it. Nice. And every time I put that on, there was sex happening. Wow. That's awesome. One of, the, one, of the first, one of the first months of college that I was in. One of the first months. That's such a weird <laughs> saying. Um, yeah, that is. There were four of us. There were four of us. My we brain were is playing right. Monopoly, and we were watching Bible Black. Oh, God. Mm. I have seen. Uh, Why yeah. were you playing Monopoly? Because there were four of us, and we were all... We didn't want to, like, just Similar all... Circle chair. Did that Tailman. exist back then? Okay. We, had, yeah. we hadn't gotten to Settlers yet. We did get yeah, this was, like a month after this that. This was probably and we're like, before was like so the heyday of board games when things started coming really into the forefront. Um, well, I mean, like I said, it, I, I, one good defense I can get for sub and dub, though, I know a lot of people, however you start watching a show is usually how you end up preferring it. Makes sense. Disagree. Because you have, if you watch 15 episodes of a dub and you've not seen the sub yet. Yeah. Unless you're just not open-minded I started about it. The character cats. voices start to become the characters. That's what you change expect. Them, yep, I yeah, started with that. the Sailor Moon dub. And I watched the Tenchi dub. Let me tell you, I fucking but, prefer the but subtitles. But that's also, I'm talking about today's, like, today's standards. Yeah, because they not, actually try to Not the standards of like early 90s, mid-90s anime where, I still again, prefer the really... Japanese. But again, I think it's because I'm more... like It's not that I can speak the language, but I'm comfortable with hearing it. The, the weirdest thing with dubs, though, is, like, Ghost in the Shell Arise. They changed the voice actors, and the voice actor for the major is the voice actor for another minor character in the show now. And it's like, wait a minute, yeah. hold on a second. Oh, that's really I'll weird. tell you what, this, have you guys seen the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex? Yes. The series? Holy God, is that not good? I think, that, I that's, think that's actually better than the, uh, the, old, yes. than the older yeah, movies, movie, yeah. It's so it's good. I never saw it's so it. Good. Oh, it's so good. I'll the check it out. Good. Because we have a few minutes before break, and I know this wasn't on our agenda, since Kenny is here. Uh-oh. We've got about ten minutes, and there's something big coming up on Saturday. I don't know if this episode will be out by then, but... International Tabletop Day! <laughs> Thank you for making me have to work really hard to fix that audio yeah. <laughs> That's not a wave for me. That's a solid bar. It is a bar. It's a I actually didn't yell it as loud as I was going to yell it. I didn't even wave from the it, microphone. It doesn't matter. It's still going to come across sounding like this. Then we'll say it again. International Tabletop Day is this Saturday. You can go to tabletopday.com to find information about where uh, special events are going to be held in your area. I looked at the map for Europe and America, and it is just... You know how they put those like the red little pins? Little pins? Yeah. yeah. It is just a solid red Beautiful. mask. Beautiful. Oh, good to hear. Awesome. So many things I, I have to work on. Saturday. I, I will be, if anyone and is Monday. around, I, and I believe Bill, you'll be there too, won't you? I, you going on Saturday? I still didn't sign up for my ticket. Oh, you need Can the listeners ticket. hope to see some write-ups on, uh, on what you guys are going to be awesome. experiencing? Good. Could I'm not even signed to go. Oh my god. <laughs> the Games Keep in the pressure Westchester. pressure is on. <laughs> Games Keep in Westchester, Pennsylvania is holding an event from 12 o'clock noon till 10 o'clock at night. They are going to have hundreds of games there. People will be flooding in. In fact, they have tickets. The tickets are free, but they're making sure that they don't break the fire code this year. Um, You did mention April 11th, right? Yes. Okay, good. Um, So if you're listening to this, there's a high chance that when you're hearing about this, you're like, yay, that sounds like a lot of fun. Remember, April 11th, so that's probably 
a day or two before I posted this. So, oh. I don't know. <laughs> well, then suck it, because I had a blast at Tabletop Day, and you didn't know about it. Next, next podcast, it'll just be us talking about how Kenny got arrested two and a half hours into Tabletop Day with no pants on. It's going to be fantastic. He jerked off over all the We've games. Maybe someone's mine. There, the there is a like, No, game. I was just using dice, I swear to God. Why does the motion have to look like everything else? There is a game oh called Lap God. Dance that is all about oh running a strip club and getting the best strippers to give lap dances. I would totally, totally, totally lose that game in my house <laughs> and my cocaine. Well, if they're not going to get this until after Tabletop Day, then anyone in the Westchester area will offer this tidbit of advice. Saturday, I believe it's the 25th. Is that a Saturday? Sure, we'll go with that. Sounds right. There will be a board game auction. Which I think I'm going to give you guys money for me. If it's going to be amazing. I might try and make that if I can. I, yeah. Do that we have anything? Cool. I don't know. I'll, I'll I need to, to get up to the Games Keep. I, I've been there a couple of times. It's a wonderful, wonderful place. One uh, day I'll get there. Yeah, I need to go there with the money. That's probably the key thing. Depends on what you want. He's, he always sells Money. things about 10% under MSRP. Well, I've, I've got... Does he buy, out of curiosity? Does he buy stuff? Because I've got a dual Magic land. Cards. I've got a mint condition dual land that the last time I checked, it's worth like $250. I'd willingly part for like 75 bucks and trade in. Is that Magic? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, does he, he really? Yeah, okay. He, he deals in singles for Magic. Does he? Sweet. Okay. I may have to, I may have to stop down because I would really like to get uh, Call of Cthulhu. Yeah. Because I could well, see Call me nationally. Call of Cthulhu is expensive. Dual land, mint condition. We could probably make some sort of a deal. It all depends on which one. I can't remember. Tundra. Tundra. Oh, that's not terrible. No, it's not. Like it's I said, the last time I checked, it was like on eBay for two fifty at the lowest low end. So, and I'm not looking to like you know make anything off it. It just I don't play Magic the Gathering anyway. And if I did, I wouldn't oh, use a Tundra. So much fun. I know. Well, actually, no, since we've got, normally, like I said, we always usually just wait yeah. and just hit the one hour mark, so since we got a couple minutes, real quick, what is everybody's favorite tabletop game? Because we haven't done this before on the show. Kenny's and I will never going to we... be able to decide. Oh, what is the first one? I, I will hit Kenny last. Oh, so man. I'm debating between three of them. So, this is a real quick, and oh. I promise that one of the upcoming episodes we'll do some serious talking about tabletop. So, uh, I'm going to start with Bill. Uh, good. Yay, good. I get to go first. That means I don't have to think about it. Um, I'm going to say Seven Wonders because, Ooh, oh god, it's amazing and it's terrible. Ever since the first time I played it, yeah. I loved it. And I won the first couple games I've played. I don't think I've won a single game since <laughs> I've actually learned how to really play the game. Yeah. Seven Wonders is one of those top three that I said I'm debating between. It's, I do love that game. If you've never played it, you need to play it. It took me about three games for me to really love that game. Like, the first couple times... Because it's a game where nobody really teaches you how the fuck to play, and you're like, what is going on? And you just get angry. Like, ah. And that's how my first three games of Seven Wonders were. Sounds like every rats. sexual encounter I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, I just no, could you don't have to tie up the cards. Hey, come on now. <laughs> Actually, how about you, Paul? Uh, I'm going to go with Call of Cthulhu, because I, I don't do a whole lot of uh, heavy tabletop gaming. I need to. You should. Uh, I should. And I think when my uh, schedules fall in such a manner that I actually get to hang out with you guys more often, I will. Uh, but for now, I would go with Call, because that's that just, the few times I've played it with Kenny, just stunning, just so much fun. Keeps you keeps you right there on the edge. And I know there's there's probably debatably better ones out there, and I'm looking forward to playing them too. But, yeah. Since I can't decide from any of the new ones, because I do like a lot of the new ones, but I just can't think of a clear winner right now, I'm going to go with um, an old one. Uh, I still, you know what, it's in a lot of... 
No, not Monopoly. <laughs> um, this is an old one that used to be at the comic book shops. I think it still is, but um, Beer Money and Lunch Money mm. was a really, really fun old huh. game. Um, I haven't played it yeah. in years, but it's a blast. It always ended up being like really silly and ridiculous. Nice. Um, I have a really hardcore tie. Um, oh, Shadows of uh, Shadows over Camelot is one of my favorites that I've ever played. Um, but right that now, that was awesome. I really have to think one of my favorites I've ever got a chance to play has been, um, Christ, it was on the tip of my tongue and I lost it. Uh, the Resistance. Oh, yeah, Resistance is awesome. Resistance, it's such a simple game where you're just, it's its kind of like that, has a feel if you ever played Werewolf or One Night Ultimate Werewolf, but there's a little bit more, it's not such a quick paced game, it goes a little, a little bit longer. Meat. Yeah, it, but it's so much fun. It's fun to watch a, like a group of friends all just pointing at each other and just calling somebody out as being a traitor and it watching it destroys friendships. It's amazing. It's um, so much you know fun. What? I will. There's another game like that. Yeah, Kenny just brought up Cash and Guns, but honestly, Cash and Guns I think gets a little. It's more of a party game. Because I feel really, after a while, Cash and Guns is a great like play it once or twice like. like and you're like that was sessions. really fun, and then you can be done with it. But it's such it's a just... simple game because really all it comes down to is if some person hogs to play the to be the boss. You're stuck in the same playing order, or if you get put in a bad playing order, you're kind of screwed as far as being able to get the loot that you need. So I, I think it's not a very well balanced game. It's a fun game, but not very well balanced. But I do think the resistance, though, that's that's easily tops. That's a fantastic game. Now, before I get to the three games that I don't know what I would differentiate between them as who's the best, I want to do an honorable mention. And the honorable mention, it's not. Any game that I'm going to look at and go, that's fantastic, it engages me and engrosses me and I want to play it all the time, but I will say, every damn time I have played that game, the entire group has ended up busting up laughing. Just laughing, falling out of the chairs laughing, and that's a game called Time's Up. Every time we play that, it's, oh. it's almost a mix between charades and $20,000 $20, pyramid, and it's all these different... All these different games kind of rolled into one, and you end up with your partner trying to figure out what your partner's trying to tell you. And in the first round, they can only speak without using the words on the card. In the second round, they can only use one word and noises. In the third round, they can only use noises and actions. And in the fourth round, they have to be frozen in one position. It's an amazing game that just Sounds silly to talk about, but every single time I've played it, the group has busted up laughing. That is times up. Highly recommend that party game. And kudos for not like losing your train of thought when me and Rob were doing God knows what across the table at each there, other. There. there was I thought we were gonna get you and you stayed right on top of it. There was well lesbian done. lesbian finger scissoring and nipple rubbing and all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Well, let's be honest well though. We're, we're in a board game discussion. Kenny's got like a one track mind. Here. Oh I'm done. I'm impressed. And the I'm three impressed. the three top games I'm gonna say, one Bill already mentioned is Seven Wonders. Card drafting, everyone's taking their turn at the exact same time. You are constantly playing wow. the game. Uh, you are constantly engaged. There are tough choices to be made. You can screw over your friend. You can help yourself. It's a fun, fast game. The next one is Lords of Waterdeep, based off uh, the Dungeons & Dragons. I haven't played that one. Lords of Waterdeep, in D&D, &D, you're an adventurer, the role-playing game, and these... 
wealthy people say, I need you to go to this and retrieve this artifact from the, the demon hole. Yeah. You, eh, demon, demon hole. Demon hole. <laughs> 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 Think I knew her in high school. We turn the tables in Lords of Waterdeep and you are the wealthy person trying to get the adventurers. It's a worker placement game. Hmm. I've never heard a bad thing about it. Everyone I know that's played it has loved it. Yeah. But I think my top choice is going to be Kingsburg. Combination of rolling the dice, worker placement, and resource management. I could sit there and play that game over and over and over. Kingsburg, awesome. I think, is going to be my, my number one choice. Very cool. And as we get ready to head into break, there are two other really fun honorable mentions I need to bring up just for fun. Is a, a game that we picked up at Too Many Games in 2014, which is Kittens in a Blender. Yay! You want a really fun, Yay! stupid, fun time for that four players. That one's a good time. It's like right a 15-minute game. Yep. It's not amazing, but it will always They'll make you blend ham sandwich. Um, and uh, there's another one that Kenny introduced us to a couple months back called We Didn't Play Test This at All. <laughs> and if you want a game that lasts about nice. six seconds to maybe up to ten minutes and get watch everybody get really frustrated nice. really quickly, that's an amazingly fun time on the table. <laughs> now, before you do anything else, I should say there is an honorable mention. One more, and I say it's honorable mention because it's not out yet. <laughs> the Caffeine Crew is creating a horror movie-themed card game. I the prototype so much fun. is being play tested by people and getting great reviews. Because it's so much fun. I think, I think I mentioned a name today on our group, and I think it, I'm, I'm liking it. Uh, Which so, one? Um, don't put it out there yet. Yeah, keep it, don't keep put it, it secret. Keep it secret. Just use initials. Use initials. Keep it secret. Keep it secret. Initials would be the first letters of the words. Rob, this is difficult. <laughs> Actually, all I have to say is it's TTT. Yeah, titty. <laughs> Tiny titty tummy. <laughs> no, it, it's a it's a very simple game that will probably be available on the website in not too long. Uh, and it's, it'll be a print play game, so it means it's free of charge. And we are hoping if we get some really good positive things after we copyright the game, um, that we'll be trying off. to kickstart that off. Yeah, so, uh, but it's uh, really fun. Right now, People are assholes. We got some little bit of small work to do, just uh, working on some tweaks on flavor text and trying to get a good artist uh, moving on everything. We're hoping to get Kevin from the website to do that. But yeah, keep your eyes peeled. It'll be uh, we're really looking forward to unveiling that sometime soon. Woo! But with that, we're gonna take a quick break, and we will be back in just a few. So, uh, one of the big things that kind of came out today online was, uh, so Arrested Development, one, one of our favorite shows here Best at this table, ever. Um, it's is so good. officially it's coming right. back. It's oh, so yeah. good, shut your face. <laughs> it's fantastic. Is officially coming back for season five, uh, again on Netflix, so, um, it, which is kind of, I think a lot of people were a little worried, they weren't quite sure if it was coming back or not, and um, yeah. there was a lot of talk, Ron Howard wanted to make a movie. Last season was kind of a setup for a movie. and um, Or just a continuation. Or a continuation. And because that was one of their first individual series, uh, a lot of actors weren't available. It was really tight to be able to do. So with season five coming back, though, does anybody have any thoughts about that versus what season four was? Um, I gotta say, like, 
I think seasons one through three still have like massive amount of rewatchability, and like four doesn't have as much, but it was still really cleverly and well done. Well, it was nice to see the characters um, again. Yeah, pretty much. Like I really appreciated four. I just couldn't like put it on repeat the way I do with one to three. Like I can sit there, or I can watch those ones forever and ever and ever. But um, I'm curious to see what they do with it, and I'll still enjoy it. I mean, like I even though, and I mean a big part of four. It's just they couldn't have that cohesiveness because they just couldn't get all the actors together. <laughs> but, like, they worked with what they could, and they still managed to make a really interesting storyline with each, like, individual episode focused on a different character. I think they did a fantastic job with it, considering what you just said. Yeah. That they couldn't get all the actors together at one time, and the writers... They wove them all together still. Yeah. So the writers had to amend the scripts and change things according to the availability of people, and it still was pretty seamless and pretty funny. Yeah. So they basically wrote those scripts on the fly, and that's yeah. pretty impressive for what it was. I mean, I do agree. I will say this, though. Like, there's a bulk of season four I will never, ever rewatch again. And I would say, unfortunately for me, it's like close to 60 or 70% of it. Like, if it's an episode with Tobias, even Tobias was... Like, it felt like his episodes weren't even that strong. Like, he had some I fun I thought they moments, were pretty hilarious. But, like, Job was amazing in that. Like, he was, in that, yeah. Those, his two big episodes he had. Yeah. But there was, like, Lindsay's story was got really boring. There were parts where it definitely dipped. I think it's one of those shows that's actually, it's meant to digest, like, or the, that season is meant to digest the way it was released in one sitting. If you watched all those episodes back to back to back to back, it's brilliant. It's really, really, really smart. But it's not the same as seasons one through three, where you can just pick up any episode and watch it. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, one of the things that's great about, um, which is one of the things we're going to get into, is, like, when you binge watch, like, you get to consume everything in one shot. Like, you can, like, pull this in, but the problem was, you go to a standard sitcom, and you're talking 22 to 24 minutes of a show. The Netflix version of Arrested Development, some episodes were 24 minutes, some of them were 36, 37, which feels like a double-length episode. Mm -hmm. So if something's not catching you, like it felt like it dragged at times, or jokes weren't hitting as quickly. Um, and the whole series didn't have a resolution because, again, it felt like it was a big trailer for something else. So I'm really kind of curious, I'm really hoping they have that ensemble, because that's what made Arrested Development so good to begin I with. I know, I hope they can get everyone together. Everybody playing off each other was... The most important thing in the world. Yeah, it was. Now, it's been a while since I've seen four, and I can't remember it clearly, so I'm going to ask you guys. Yeah. I remember, and that I love in seasons one through three, that, again, there were individual episodes. And, yeah, they hearkened back to some other jokes, and there were some jokes that you needed to see the other episodes to get. But for the most part, 90% of the jokes in an episode we're for that episode. Like, you mm -hmm. would laugh if you had never seen any other yeah. episode. In season four, since they had put it together as a binge watch it all at once. It was one it massive like punch how much of it? How much of it was in individual jokes in an episode? Not. It was, it really wasn't. A lot of like, a lot of the jokes paid off in later episodes. So you wouldn't get the joke until a couple episodes later. Which, again is really interesting and brilliant writing, and it fit the format because they put it all straight up on Netflix and they expected people to binge watch it. They expected people to just go and watch it and, like, you know, rather than... They didn't have to do... They weren't releasing it weekly, so they didn't have to make everyone, every episode, a um, an individual, you know, wrapped up thing. But that could be an issue in itself in the fact yeah. that our culture is so geared towards, like, 
instant gratification. Like, yeah. it's gone down to even vines where it's like a couple seconds, which I absolutely despise. Yeah, I'm but not we a huge want that instant gratification. And I'll admit, I'm at the point where I like the gratification for an episode. Give me a joke, set me up for a joke, and give me the punchline five yeah. minutes later. Set me up for a joke and give me the punchline three episodes later, which could be an hour and a half later. That's a little too far for me. Yeah, I want the I want the. That's joke my to be only quicker. concern with season five. Is like I feel like that four doesn't have that sort of rewatchability because of that. And it all depends on where they do it. Because it's true. In the article I read about it, yeah, it was well technically okay. It was officially unofficial. Okay, like, it's not guaranteed yet like yeah. don't take anything we're saying as religion here take it all as religion <laughs> oh, i'm um, kind of sad now because i you guys hyped this up for me well it's really exciting because Aww. they was talking about 17 episodes for season yeah. five but he didn't mention netflix oh really it'll yeah. be netflix there's no way that it's not going to be netflix i don't know about that he didn't mention netflix and it could be real. it could come back to what it was if it's not on netflix and on some sort of you know, network network's not going to do it at this point. Think yeah. about how much freedom they got on Netflix, where they were allowed to basically do whatever they wanted. And think about from when Arrested Development season four came out to what is now all premiering. Like House of Cards wasn't out yet, or just was about, just came out. It didn't have the acclaim. It didn't have Emmys. Um, think about what hits on Netflix in less than a week. Daredevil, a Marvel property that they are putting a lot of money and a lot of marketing behind. This and is true. There's, I mean, they just had the premiere of it on the red carpet a couple of days ago, and the word going the street is it is one of the best things Marvel has ever done. Um, so, I mean, and that's going to be all just unloaded. And you have to think about it. You now have PlayStation View is now available, which is a complete all different way to get cable. And we're one of the few cities that has access um, Sling is now available out there on Xbox, and you can buy a Sling box. So you can cut the, if you're a cord cutter like me and Cat are as far as cable, um, then you can spend twenty dollar option to get certain channels that you want. Like we're still not at that a la carte point yet, but you have to think that at this point in time, this is it makes the most sense for a show like Arrested Development to survive in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of big actors now. Think about who's in that show and where their careers are versus when when they were there. Well, Michael Sarah, I mean, as George Michael, that really you know cemented his career for him. He really got yeah. his fame from it. George Michael, fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I got it. We just didn't laugh. I mean, you can't tell me you weren't hooked by Buster's episodes. Ha ha ha! That's awesome. <laughs> no, that was awesome. Don't smack it. Actually, that one was pretty good. That, that was, was okay. amazing. No, <laughs> don't do that. That was but, awesome. But ultimately, though, if you think about it in that direction, though, Netflix still seems like the most viable option. It um, is doing very well. So, I mean, again, I have a lot of high hopes for that. The show is going to do really well, and I hope it writes a few wrongs from season four. And I was really happy we still got a season four. It may not have been a hundred percent of what That's I wanted, true. but it still was about eighty percent of what I wanted. I you got know what? Even back. even like if it didn't have the same rewatchability as like one through three for me, I mean, there were still some really standout, hilarious moments in season four, and it was just nice revisiting the characters. Like the Job song still gets stuck. The in Hello my head Darkness, all the time. my old friend. Bit. No, no, not that one. The um, get away, get away. Yeah. <laughs> You're hopelessly hopeless. I think the, the biggest question floating through my mind right now about 
Arrested Development is has Fesh ever seen it? Because he's so quiet. Oh, that's good. No, point. I haven't. Which is why I didn't feel like I could contribute to the conversation. Wow. All right. Well, it's okay. I need to watch it. I'm Seriously. aware. Oh my god. We'll make you watch it. We'll strap you down. It's okay. It's strap okay. What? Strap you down. Oh, down, not on. Good. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're okay here. We can do both. <laughs> We're Rob's even better now. Okay. <laughs> no, I have not. I, I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Uh, there's so many things I need to binge watch and catch up that's on. True. I don't know where it falls. Well, actually. Because we're discussing binge-watching, though, there's the reason why uh, this hits really well is one of the conversations we want to have tonight is the idea in discussing physical media versus digital media. <clears throat> and, like, whether it's through distri- distribution or how you handle everything as a consumer. And things are really changing really quickly. Um, I'm somebody that used to work at places like FYE and Suncoast, um, and I'm sure there's tons of people that out there that used to work at Best Buys, and a lot of people that still go there and Target, and they'll hit on Tuesdays, and they know, hey, all the new Blu-rays and DVDs are coming out. I haven't bought a new DVD or Blu-ray in forever, it feels like now. Uh, there's no need to. I don't feel like there's a need as I, much to. Mm. I, I completely take the physical approach. Uh, Bam. No, I mean, I like I like the fact that, like, uh, Netflix, Hulu, you can get your hands on stuff. You don't have to own it. Yeah. It's good if you're perusing. Like, hey, I wonder what this is all about. Instead of buying, yeah. spending money on it, you're like, oh, crap, two two episodes in, this is garbage. Glad I didn't spend the money. Yeah. It's a great way, a great but that, that I'm old school. I still play CDs. I don't have a MP3 player. I mean, I'm, yeah. it's just, you know. To be honest, I actually... I prefer digital, to be perfectly honest. I mean, like, physical, there are very few things that impact or stay with me long enough to, because I get, like, obsessed with something, and then I'm done. I'm like, oh, that was the best thing ever, and then I move on to the next one. So if I did that and actually bought all that shit, it would be a lot. I, I will say I am not like Cat. <laughs> why I think I prefer the physical because you That's said fair. you go through things and then you yeah. don't. Then I I'm told done. you my yeah. first intro into anime was Ninja Scroll. And you say, Ken, what's one of your favorite animes ever? Ninja Scroll. Yeah, yeah gotcha. see, mine's Still constantly changing. Gotcha. Once I like something, you stick I with pretty it. much like it forever. I don't, I don't swap out. I just grow I and out. grow and grow with what I like. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll still that. appreciate older things like, you know, I absolutely... But I guess my brain just doesn't focus on it at all. So if it's not what I'm currently into, I just forget about it. If someone brings it into the forefront, like, hey, that show, I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Like, we rewatched uh, Full, Metal, Full Metal Alchemist, and that was amazing. But unless it's, you know, I don't have something new... I'm not really paying attention to it. And I mean, it's not that it's not good. It's just my attention span is just constantly shifting. Well, there's all... There's so been... digital works really well for that because, you know, Hulu or Netflix, I can constantly find something new. And I mean, there are certain things like Arrested Development and Scrubs. And yeah, we have we own them say, on DVD, but well, it's I, like... Let me clear something up. When Kat says she, she watches it through and she's done with it, with the exception of... Certain like four, hit four or five shows. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like Parks and Rec, we blow through, blew through all Parks and Rec in a matter of a couple months. And then we got then current <laughs> with a new season. And then we watched Parks and Rec, it felt like only for six months. Like, I know, Rob really wanted it to stop. Like, I really enjoyed that show, but, like, we blew through it. And then, like, when we go to sleep at night, I'm a person that needs to sleep with the TV on. Like, I need some stimulus that's getting me, like, it's shutting my brain down, my thoughts, so they're not keeping me up at night. And then it's just kind of like, cool. And then, like, I can focus on something, my brain's off, 
I watch, and then I just drift off to sleep. So for her, she's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna, let's watch Throne and Parks and Rec. So I was like, okay, well, I just watched this episode, because it's only X amount of seasons, so I've definitely seen these 400 times already at this point. It's true. Um, I guess if it were a situation where they were, like, to take off Parks and Rec, I would want a physical copy. But there are only, again, like, four or five of those shows. So I would want physical copies for four or five of those things, but well, I really like the variety of digital. I like constantly being able to I do, I do like that and explore too. new things. Like, for example, I know, um, Bill, like, you just got Hulu. Yeah. And you were like, oh my god, this is fantastic. I get to watch new stuff, but I can still play catch-up on certain things. Right. To an extent. I think we've, we've got to make it, we actually have to make a distinction here in the, in the terms we're using, because services like Netflix yeah. and Hulu... It's more like you have a subscription to your local video store. It's true. Yeah. You are renting. You, it's a it's a rental service. Yeah. It is. You're renting. Yeah. What it's a massively cheaper rental oh, service. Oh yeah. yeah. Much cheaper. This is true. But um, but maybe you show up one day and that rental is no longer there. Well, I mean, like, there's also contract distribution though. We're talking about like things like Amazon Prime. Yeah. Or, or like this Amazon in general, where you can say, uh, I am buying. Purchase I can purchase a digital movie. I don't like, like that. I'd rather just rent it. Well, the thing is that we also have been renting, though, new movies through that We have been, that way. Yeah. But also, there's a couple movies that came out, like the Lego movie. I saw that, and I'm like, I need to own this. I love this. And I bought it digitally. I, I knew when I made that purchase, though, it was a struggle for me mentally. I'm like, I would probably like to have this on Blu-ray. But I'm like, you know what? My shelves are really full. I'm already stacking stuff on top of stuff. I don't want to buy a third bookcase that is like a six foot tall bookcase yeah, full yeah, of yeah, nothing yeah. but it's, like DVDs. It's the same issue with ebook versus physical, though. And Ooh. I know. <laughs> well, no, this is this is that that is still part it's of this the conversation. Same argument. It's we the haven't same even argument. talked about video games in this. No. And I'm in the same camp as I am with everything else. I actually really like ebooks. No. And I am you never convert me, you heathens. <laughs> never. And again, I I, I reserve. For oh. physical books, I reserve the ones that I know I will read over and over and over again. But otherwise, I get an ebook because I can read it quick. I'm done. The end. Because there's limited space on the bookshelves, like he was making up. It's like, you well, know, you have a house full of stuff already. Buy more bookshelves. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. There's such we a have... special place in my heart for physical books. I even love the ones physical I don't books read. too. I agree. No, yeah. even the ones I don't read. There, I've got books that I just rescued from the pulper Aww. when I worked at the paper mill because I was like, no, you're not gonna die like we that. We have six, Aww. but they suck. So full they just bookshelves in this house. All it's of them true. are full with some form <sighs> of media. I know, whether video game, book, or Born. DVD. Yeah. No, that's all on the computer. We've got we, that's being digital for a while now. Yeah, that is something that digital is fine. Yeah, I'll be I, I will say I'm, I'm very much into the physical copies of things. I was about to say, except for porn. I'm yeah. like, no, I like yeah. the physical. If we're talking about a physical oh, woman, well, if we're talking about a physical woman, I will take that over the digital woman. I'm still waiting for robot lovers. But as far as just images, Futurama, download personalities into bots. Go. <laughs> You can don't, have your. Don't you, tell you, you, I said that. You too can have your own Lucy Lou. Oh, that was such a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Lucy lose? Lucy Lee? Lucy, Lucy Lie? I don't know what the plural of Lucy Lou is. You know what one of my problems with um, Hulu and Netflix is though? What's that? Is when I come when I come home now. I don't watch a lot of TV. I'm out. I'm doing things. I'm usually not at home watching TV or movies. But when I come home and I'm like, I want to sit down and watch some TV. I sit down, 
I scroll through uh, the digital cable mm -hmm. for the certain channels I watch. So I have a choice of now 15 things. Yeah. I choose the one I think is the best out of those 15, and I watch it. Because mm -hmm. the way I am, I want to look at every mm -hmm. option available and choose the best one. Yeah. I try and do that on Netflix. I have to scroll through hundreds, if not yeah. thousands, of options and then choose the best one. And because then you I'm need not to be a decisive I'm person. I'm not comfortable going, that's a good show, I'm going to watch it. I'm going, that's a good show, let me make sure there's not something better. Better on, yeah. I get I'll that. scroll through a bunch, but I mean, usually I know what I'm in the mood for, so I can narrow it down by genre. I so yeah, I can I usually sit through the and scroll through the sense. genre. If it's that. in the genre I like, cool, I'll I give like it a shot. Or I'll just go to one of my fallbacks like Parks and Rec. I, I still have cable. We're getting rid of cable. I'm sorry, Bill, I cut Woo! you off there. Oh, welcome to the club. I, no, we will be, we will be doing Woo! it. The, the thing that, that kills me, the one thing I worry about, I'm not going to lie, channel surfing. Yeah. I don't want to think about what I want to watch. I just literally just want to click, 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 click. That looks neat. You can make a list. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, i got to get Hulu. Yeah, actually, I know yeah. Hulu will help well, because it's got a much broader uh, uh, range. Here you go. Here's... Like here's it's not the best option, but it's still an option. And I'm going to get too. Crunchy Roll too because we don't need. We don't actually Hulu will take care of a lot large. With chunk most of, that of your anime really? fix, we yeah. don't oh, need Crunchy we, Roll. Really? We actually stopped doing it. it because Hulu and Netflix are have enough. enough. All right. Yeah, you've sold. But here, well, you guys sold me before. Here, yeah. Here's something to think about though too. There are certain options that do replace channel surfing. Say for example, if you're a type of person that has a large collection of stuff and you're you've got hard drive space and you want to start ripping your physical media to mm -hmm. a hard drive, there are programs out there that exist yeah. that create channels for you. Yeah, of your out own of stuff. all of the media that you already own. Yeah. And all of a sudden and it creates and pulls down yeah, tags and episode mm -hmm. titles. There's a difference between movie because most of my hard stuff well, is movies here. and yeah. TV. TV. Yeah. That's fair. Like, Hulu. I want to watch Steven Universe. There's like 68 episodes of Steven yeah. Universe out there. Hulu Plus will be good because it's TV. What? And you can sit there and they actually break it down by channels. So if there's a channel you like, you can just boop, boop, boop. You can and see what's popular. Yeah. Like, what's I usually big, go through BBC. Now, does Hulu, does Hulu have like full series, like season one to season block? Sometimes. Because nothing Not annoys me more always. than Netflix. Um, I'm trying to think of the exact show that I'm talking about. Uh, Codename, Codename Kids Next Door. I'm flipping okay. through Netflix. And they'll have a season. No, they have three seasons. Like, yeah, and it starts at season four. And I'm like, ah, That's super what? weird. Four or five? Um, Actually, Hulu's a toss-up. Really? Well, you know? Hulu, the problem with Hulu is, I'm sure Bill is now realizing it because of now being a subscriber to Hulu. CW I'm sure shows. that you're seeing things like, hey, you're hearing a lot about this show. And you go to check it out and I'm like, cool, I'm going to start off season one. And it's like, no, it's the current season. But it's not the entire current season. Ugh. It is... Four episodes from the current yeah. episode. And I, that's why having Netflix and Hulu Plus in conjunction worked really well. Because uh, usually, so say you want to watch Arrow, right? Yeah, I've got a way around that, on, but I'm not going to mention it on the program. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you go recently. on Hulu Plus, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh no, I can't catch up with Arrow. Or whatever. It's like, it's just about to start, and you're like, oh, Hulu Plus is only going to have the new season on, not the old seasons. Mm -hmm. Netflix has all the old seasons. You rip okay. through them you on Netflix, watch Netflix saying, yeah. and, then, and then switch over hopefully to Hulu Find a way to get current, whether that's iTunes or other well, other horrible, horrible, illegal means that you should probably never do that. I'm sure none of us here have ever, ever done. Never. 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 <laughs> Certainly not through the island of Tonga. <laughs> I'll tell you about that after the show, by the way. But no, I see, that's I think that's one of the reasons that... Uh, uh, you know, that physical means so much more. It's just, it's solid, it's there. Well, you know. It's controllable. And I'm old school. I'm not, you know, for a 35-year-old, I'm about as technically advanced as, 
I'd say a preschooler, only they could all want my ass in the tech field, okay? I'm yeah. not as technically advanced as most of our grandfathers, possibly some of our fathers. You know, I can surf the internet for porn and check my email and Facebook. Voila! That's about Hooray! it. When it comes to, like, iTunes, MP3s, downloading and storing digital, I'm lost. Yeah, a lot of people are frustrating. I'm just so lost. I mean, yeah. I still have my little flip phone. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of the reason I think I, I cling to physical more than digital. It's just purely, I'm not really ready to I really, I really field. resisted you know? the ebook thing for a very long time. I, I was, I, I, I spoke about it the same way you did. And then one, um, for one of my birthdays, Rob got me a Kindle. Yeah, my dad's, my dad's. And I was like, and I looked at it and I'm like, I opened it up and Rob had already loaded it up with books. And I got really excited because they were books I wanted to yeah. read, started reading, and then I didn't care anymore. I know, and it was and one of those I, things that the second I was able to read on it, I really, I because it wasn't, um... That's why I don't know, because I understand the possibility... Because it will enmesh you in, yeah, I know. The possibility is I pick it up, and then I look at my six or seven bookshelves... No, fashion. And I go, well, why? Because I have, I have a Kindle, and yeah. I read on my Kindle. Yeah. It's not as good as reading a physical copy. Thank you. It's not the same. It just doesn't. I mean, feel I don't know, sense. but all it doesn't opinion. feel the same. All but I like it. Yeah, yeah it is all opinion. Good. I'm not, not going to knock you for yours. Like yeah, I said, yeah. my dad prefers electric media. It's just, I, oh my god, my dad's more technically advanced. <laughs> I can mix it. I can do both, and I'm comfortable with both, and I like both. Yeah. I'm not going to knock either version. I like being able to look and see how much I've gone through. So it says far that in the book and it gives you percentage. Just, I know, but it's not <laughs> the same as seeing seeing that chunk and going. I've gone through that. I kind of like knowing the percentage. So we've talked a lot about really the the rental stuff you know yeah. like hulu netflix um talking about like the actual stuff where i'm going to buy something online whether it be a movie a game whatever yeah and i'm going to have a digital copy that i stream from online but it is technically mine oh, now awful. some things some things like the, and when we get to the game things i'll d happily cover that because right. i've been reading up very heavily on it computer games like Talking about Steam. computer games. Steam. Steam. I love Steam because I can buy a game, I can download it to my computer, and I have it. Mm -hmm. Yes, I have to connect to Steam, and I hope to God that if they ever come to the end, they have a good end-of-life game plan for, yeah. okay, Steam is closing. If you own any of these games, please download them now within the next six months before we finally shut our doors forever. Yeah. And I hope the same thing that you know, Sony has the same plans... And Microsoft and Xbox have the same plans that if you have all these games, like I have a ton of games downloaded on my PS3 right now, and I know I'm running out of space. If I keep downloading games, I'm going to run out of space eventually. I'm going to delete some of the older games. But what if I ever want to come back to them in the future? What if the service is shut down? Yeah. Well, here's a good reason why this is a scary op uh, thing. Uh, I want to say it was Tuesday or Wednesday of last week of the time of this rec recording. There was a company that was a streaming service for video games where you physically could purchase your video games. Can I interject? Yes. Because I actually just looked it up. It was purely a streaming service. Well, from what I'm reading. Keep in mind, it was a streaming service, though, but you also could purchase games in full to use. What it was was you didn't need to have a beefy computer. Right. You could buy your game in full via this streaming service. And if you didn't have a processor that was able to play it, you could have your little set-top box, plug it into a TV, and that $50 game that you bought for a PC would stream to your, your television or whatever you had the box hooked up to. So okay. you still bought the game. Okay. And what, the, what we're talking about is a system called OnLive. Um, 
OnLive actually was one of the first video game streaming services. Um, whether you had a pseudo rental or, or whatnot, but this was a good workaround for people that didn't have really awesome high-end computers and mm -hmm. wanted to run things fairly well. And it was a nice workaround. You had a controller, you could kind of have basically this little set-top console. And if you had a good internet connection, you could still get access to all the big computer games that were coming out and play that way if you didn't want to spend $400 on a PlayStation a 4. Dollars. But I know a couple people that picked the service up and bought games this way. Um, as of last, middle of last week, Sony had bought all of the patent rights to OnLive. OnLive is now closing. Mm. They are fully closing. And they told everybody that has a subscription or titles on there that as of a month from now, that's all going away. Yeah. All that stuff they have is gone. Um, that really sucks. And that's yeah. the scary part about And what they were doing that. for this final month was if you had this service... Everything on their library is free to play for the last yeah. month well, and that's, because that's all they can do. A lot of times when you click, when you click, I agree. <laughs> Without going through what yeah. you're agreeing to, you're going to find out a lot of these companies are buffered mm -hmm. because the, you're basically agreeing that you don't actually own the content, and at any time the content could stop being physically your property. Ebooks uh, that you still can. Yeah, you my can brother, my brother was was very distrustful of Steam. Going back to when they first came about, back when Team Fortress or whatever, and and uh, with Counter Strike were the two big things that yeah. Steam was really all about. Maybe Half Life. Yeah. You know, he was warning me about the 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 future of non ownership. Um, yeah. You know, but it's funny. You look at some of the physical things you own. <laughs> I'm fairly sure if you own a printer, if you actually go through the agreement in detail, you're going to find out you really technically don't own the printer. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. You can laugh all you want. One day, somebody from Hewlett Packer is going to knock on Fetch's door and be like, "Where are the dot matrix that your dad bought in 19 like 86?" It's mine, all mine. You click the I agree button, and now you and your children. It's like we, to us. we You're found out work in our cookie mine. It's like we found out we have copper wiring in there, and we found out that that's worth some money. Cookie mine. We would like to take that back, please. I want a no. cookie mine. No, because that's where you mine cookies. I want to eat them all. No, but that's uh, I think it's. Technical terminology. That's what I was. I, I was thought you meant like for. a mine full of chocolate chip no. cookies, and that sounded that's glorious. Where my no, I, I, I know. I'm thinking mine. like Candy yeah. Mountain, Charlie the Unicorn Holy here, candy man. Candy Mountain. Candy I would Mountain. Eat that whole right? Mountain. You got to mine Candy Mountain. It's an arduous task. Well, wait, hold on. Watch out. Watch out. You're using the word candy. It's copyrighted. It Maybe. is copyrighted. Oh, no. So, but here's the thing, though. Like, Kenny actually brought up when we brought this up in the mm -hmm. break when we were saying this is how, what we were going to discuss, and you brought up a really good point. What if you want to go back in a couple of years and play these old games? Because there are times that I've gone, I still have the old 8-bit Nintendo, and there are times that I go, you know what was fun? Super Mario Brothers. Yep. And you hook it up, and you play Super Mario Brothers, and I can do that because I have the copy. What's going to happen to everyone that Dude, owns... do you even emulate, dude? Yeah. No, really? Don't need to. Okay. What's going to happen to all these people that download these digital games, and in 30 years... When PlayStation has gone out of business and they go, I want to play that. Oh, sorry. Cloud's not there for PlayStation. Okay, here's an thing. argument, though, too. The technology's constantly changing. What happens? Okay, I used to have a fuck ton of VHSs. Or VHS. VHSs. Um, but, you know, I had a VHS ton of them. V nobody uses v v VCR anymore. Nope, but like, you still could if you wanted to. You could if you wanted to. I could, but it's becoming so sparing. Which reminds I mean, me. even with the difference, like, with my flip phone and smartphones... I'm having a harder and harder time finding in stores if my flip phone breaks and I want to go not get a not smartphone 
it's difficult to find them now. Yeah. They don't yeah. stock them. <laughs> but that's my point. So, you know, even though, so yes, saving your thing might be great, but then what happens when they change, like, the jacks on the TV or something like that, and it doesn't work on Resistance is futile. I will say this, because you know what? I, I, I think I know where Kenny's brain's going with this. Oh, good lord, that scares me. Yeah, I'm terrified. Don't do that. Here's the, thing. Here's the thing. If Kenny's NES dies, he's like, I've had this for 25 years. I definitely think I got my money's worth. True. Uh, that's totally a kind of, Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's the yeah, way your yeah, brain works. What, what, is that probably where your brain would be? It is. If it well, bit it's, it? it's the idea that I own it, yeah. so you should never be able to tell. If I can't play it because I don't have the right Equipment. thing in my house, mm-hmm. fine. That's different There should from... never be some time where I yeah. own it and you go... Poof, disappear. Yeah, yeah. You I agree with that. And here's a beautiful thing. With Even with... Because by opening the package, you agreed to the user agreement that was inside the well, package. Yes. And here's the thing. Say his NES bites the dust. There are ways around that now. Can we have a wake for your sure. NES? Well, oh my god. Bad. A Viking yeah. funeral? They got better. There's, there's a company out there that <laughs> makes something called the Retron. The re- they have the newest one, the Retron 5. It plays NES games. Famicom games, which is NES in Japan. Super Famicom and Super Nintendo if and you, Genesis games, Mega Drive games, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. If anybody Game Boy can Color. find me a goddamn playable copy of Dune Two, that's all I want. <laughs> I'm sure, you can find want. it again. No. You're probably going. Uh, you're barking up an em- emulation to your, uh, uh, tree. Uh, even even the emulation, I can't find. I, but I, like, here's the thing. I look, looked. that happens though. His cartridges. If his cartridges still work, cool. Yeah. yeah the problem with old cartridges going back to NES and Super Nintendo and N64, they have batteries in them. Yeah. Guess what? All you need to do is buy the 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 little lithium bat tiny like NICAD like style like hearing aid batteries if you want. Pick them up. Go on to one of the many modding companies out there, buy yourself a, a tri-wing screwdriver, and learn how to change a fucking battery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, guess what? That can last forever if you choose for it to. This you, is true. You only have to wait until the, yeah. the degradation of the chip yeah. at that point. Which, I think part of the issue is, too, that it it's going back to the difference that Kat and I have that we discussed earlier, where she said, I go through my course of things and I'm done with them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've talked to someone before. I love my board games. A lot of people know that. And some people have said, you know, why do you take such good care of your board games? Because in 60 years, I still plan on playing this game. Yeah. It yeah. will still be in my collection, and I still will pull it out and go, guys, let's play Kingsburg. In 60 years, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> It'll be fantastic still because it's an amazing game. Jesus. See, for me, I'm okay with not owning... Like, I'm okay with playing your guys' board games and just constantly playing new, different things. That's, I think, the difference. There are certain ones I gravitate towards, but I'm always open to learning new things. I'm fine with that, but when I I'll always play other people's new things. I love playing other people's yeah. new things, but I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> but if I, but if I own a copy... Yeah. It's something that I completely expect to still enjoy yeah. in 30 years. I get you. That's why I bought it. My taste... I still love Pennywise, The mm-hmm. Bouncing Souls. These are all bands from the 90s, and yeah. I just listened to them the other day because they're great. Yeah. I, my tastes don't change that much. I add on to it, Yeah. but I still like the old stuff, and I still listen to it. And yeah. well, like, there is the big issue of, well... A lot of stuff is only coming out now on like digital media, though. Yeah, and like that's the actual truth and future of a lot of the stuff. Think about the stores that we used to go to in our youth. 
And now think about how many of them or still... Or that we used to work at. Or that we used to work at. Okay, now think so about how many of them still exist. And womp, that's the womp. scary part. Because yeah. Best Buy's around now. GameStop's around now. But outside of places like Walmart and Target, and then Amazon... Yeah. Those are the I three mean, main even, places that people shop. Best Buy like has media. been... Yeah. Any sort of media. I mean, like... Bookstores, only Barnes & Noble really left, and used bookstores. Um, if you look at game stores, it's GameStop. There you used have, to be EB, Batbages, all sorts of shit. And you get shit. a couple of like, places um, online. Video stores are completely of the past, including video rental stores like Blockbuster. Um, same thing with my old workplace, Suncoast. Um, Sam Goody, FYE. Even you when know. this comes out, everyone, go check Barnes & Noble, because it happened as of the recording time of this. It happened yesterday. Yeah. But Barnes & Nobles is having their sale where they're reducing inventory, and they've got a ton of stuff 50% off. Ooh, good to So I got, Legend, I got Legend of Drizzt for $34. We need to go to Barnes yeah. & Noble. Apparently. That's so, awesome. But like, one of not the, really awesome for them, but awesome for wait, us. That's true. <laughs> like, out of the stores that you just mentioned, I guarantee the next one that we're going to see drop Easily within the next five years, this GameStop's going to be gone. Oh, God, There's yeah. no way that... Like, my dad worked for a specialty shop. Specialty stores cannot survive in today's No, because you just world. go online they and just can't. peruse for price, yeah. Yep. These new consoles are built for digital media. I mean, they're built also to upgrade your hard drives. Like, Sony even puts a damn digital instruction and in the instruction, like, paper instruction booklet how to change your hard drive to make it larger. Yeah. And it doesn't void a warranty or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Microsoft and the Xbox One, they support plug-and-play USB hard drives. <laughs> they want you to go that yeah. direction. Plug-and-play. Oh, yeah. The developers and that company make the money directly. You're yeah. no longer playing, paying a middleman to stock your product. Mm-hmm. These That allows these companies to make more money. Um, and with the ever-rising cost of things like video game development and store space and store shelves on how much those companies are charging them, people are, of course, going to want to start moving away. Like, it makes a lot of sense. And it, it kind of forces everybody, whether you want to or not, to have to start embracing it to some level. Especially if you're a gamer nowadays. Think about most of the games. PC games, tell me how many PC games you can, you will see on a store shelf in any game store <laughs> or place that you go to. I haven't bought a PC game since... World of Warcraft, Wrath of the Lich King, which yeah. was one, two, three expansions ago. Yeah. Which is like six years ago. I can't tell you the last time I bought a PC game. The last PC game last, I bought was yeah. Vanilla World of Warcraft. The, the last physical. physical Actually, game. yeah, same here, I think. Things have changed very quickly in ten yeah. years. That's before that I knew you. Massive, <laughs> yeah, massive right? That, that's going back a ways. Yeah, but like think about it, all the indie developers, they're not releasing on store shelves. It's very it's few. Too, of them. It's they way too expensive. It comes down to, yeah, like, I'll give you that. That might mean that there's there's more opportunity for for uh, yeah, new blood in the different fields. Ebooks have because, really yeah. helped indie authors. I'll give you that. And the way that I'll they're making that. old old content survive is like you look. Actually, one of the best places that I know I'm one of the few people that are ever going to say this, but like for old, Good old con- games. Well, good old games is a really yeah, good one. But like, then site. you go back to like the classic games that we knew from our childhood, like Virtual Console on the Wii U. While it doesn't have all the the titles, but like the classics are there. Yeah. And you want to play the original Legend of Zelda? It still feels like the original Legend of Zelda. I mean, they do a good enough job of emulating the the 
hardware. It's coming from the people that made the damn game. Mm-hmm. You just have to get used to a different controller around your hands. Yeah. Well, but like you still get to have, gamer, so. you still get to have yeah. the same experience. Good old games is keeping certain things yes, alive that we haven't been able to play for years because technology is advanced. Yeah, yeah. Your computer broke a long time ago, and the new ones won't play. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's really interesting to see. Like it's so real quick before we finish into the ending, and we're getting close. Um, shoot around the table, Kenny. What is your uh, Digital or physical? What reasons why? I still like digital. I mean, or I'm sorry, still that's yeah. Sold. Digital has its purposes and it's easy, but there's something about the physical. I love. I'm looking at. I'm looking at your six foot bookshelves right now. There is something to be said about having a wall of DVDs. It just looks good in your house. Yeah. It's it's ambiance. It's it's better than pictures on a wall, in my opinion. It tells people what when somebody has never been in your house and they see something like that, based on what there's on our shelf. It's like a bookshelf. That, I feel you. They there. know exactly the things that you. If have you look at someone's head. bookshelf, yep. you can tell a lot. So about I love them. that. I love the the fact that if I go, we were just talking about the movie The Aristocrats. I want to watch The Aristocrats. Well, I can because mm-hmm. I have that on DVD, but it's not available on Netflix. It's not available. But you can. But you could buy it on Amazon. You can buy it digitally on Amazon and stream. You can, and part of well, part of it's also going back to that wall. I again, I don't. I'm not one of those people that says I want to watch this show, so I go into my living room and watch it. I'm the person that walks through my living room and sees that DVD and goes, "Ah, oh, that's a good show. I guess I'll watch that." I don't. I don't watch TV or movies because I'm going there to watch it. I do it because it catches my eye and distracts me from what I'm doing, and I go, "Oh, I'll put that in." So there's something definitely to be said about seeing it. I yeah. don't sit down. All right. I never sit down for the purpose of watching a show. Yeah. So can you for physical? Counterpoint, I would go with digital. Um, again, I'm looking at these walls of DVDs. And yes, it's fantastic. And nothing to take away from what you guys have. But you guys have a whole lot of figures on top of those bookshelves as well. And they're all really, really, really cramped. And there's a whole yeah. lot of shit up there. And they could be taking up that shelf space and looking way cooler. Exactly. I agree with you they on that would, one. They would look cooler. Yeah, they would I totally look cooler. Own, if, I, if I could honestly own those things digitally over physically, I would opt to do that. Because then it's just it's right at my fingertips. I can just go onto my TV and say, I want to watch this movie now. I don't have to worry about walking up, going to the shelf. Yeah, actually, TV, I got to admit, we've sat there and looked, at, looked for a movie to watch, mm-hmm. picked a movie... And then went to see if it's on Netflix because we were that lazy. It's totally, but I've done it. We've done it. And I hate you because now I'm thinking about finding a way to box up (laughs) shelf by shelf and filling it with cool new shit. You're welcome. It's Um, a I'm going to yell at you shortly after I do that and start realizing how much that's hurting my bank account. (laughs) Well, I can't help you with that. Um, But honestly, though, I mean, like, and the other thing you don't have to worry about with not with having digital copies in terms of you know, uh, like long like as long as you can guarantee the longevity, of the availability. Yeah. Like if you can own it on a hard drive that you have and you have backups and backups yep. and backups, you can own that forever. Mm-hmm. A physical DVD will almost inevitably break at or some scratch, point in the future or, or scratch. Yeah. 
or something like that. Say, you or know, the media will be no longer valid like VHS. Yes. Bam! I had so many. Do you know how much anime I bought on VHS? It was ridiculous, and now I can't watch any of my it. Dad is we don't own a VHS me or a VCR. To remove 12, 20 by 20 by 12 boxes oh, in God. his attic full of VHS tapes. Wow. Holy shit. That's my point. It's like all that shit's worthless. I mean, think about even just DVDs, Holy people God. upgrading to Blu-rays. All of a sudden, now they're replacing their DVDs with Blu-rays, and it's like, if you just have a digital copy, well, whatever, then it's exactly. not really going to change. Exactly. Like, my problem with the Hunger Games series... I have a DVD, and then I have two Blu-rays, and I'm like, nope, need to replace the DVD, because it's not a Blu-ray anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm not like that at all. I know you're not. And I see you definitely, you definitely have points, but with the Hunger Games, using the Hunger Games series as an example, if I see the Hunger Games, well, no, that was not a good movie, but if I see the Hunger Games book on my shelf, the book was much better than the movie. The book was fantastic. Like, yeah, I do agree. Was, I agree that the, the book was better Fesh, than Fesh, what are your thoughts on digital <laughs> versus... Yeah, well, let's, let's, if let's I get see through it this. on my shelf, oh, I will. I may this read is, it. This if is, I don't see it on my shelf, I will never think of it. I'm this is opposite. an ad infinitum argument. It Fesh yeah, needs to sleep. Fesh, jump in. I understand. I understand all of the uh, pros for digital. I do. And at some point, we'll be one He's over a physical, it. sir. I will, uh, I will regret the day... My love for physical control over a medium uh, needs to expire. I mean, that's that's just yeah. Probably like I said, the apocalypse, the end days, where yes. all of a sudden all the power goes out, and everyone's like, I can't charge my Kindle. There are no books left anymore. No, there always are books. They're like, and I, here's I'm right in the middle with it. What if we the apocalypse is like we need Kindling books? No, you bastard! No, god damn it! Horrifying. Fahrenheit 451 made me cry. That like was a baby horrifying. In high school. Uh, horrifying. Damn, damn. Damn. We don't They're burn terrible. books. Terrible. Don't burn books. <laughs> Actually, oh. if if it's by well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. I <laughs> know uh, that would have been wrong to say, God, I'm thankful my filter caught that one. But, yeah, um, you're right. Okay. I'm actually staunchly in the middle on that. I do see some value in physical copies, but I believe I only want the ones that are absolutely essential to me, which is a small number. Hmm. So I will get all of my other media digitally. And then the ones that are, that I can read a million times over, the ones that I can watch a million times over, those are the ones that I'm going to get physical copies of, but it won't be a bookshelf full, you know? Like, I do, I love books, and I love physical copies of them too. We have, like, four bookshelves in the in the other room, like, filled to the brim. But I also am at the point where, what do I read? I read what's on my Kindle. I mean, like, I did recently, like, borrow a book from Fesh, and I did read it, but I had to sit there and a lot time at night to read it. Whereas normally I read when I'm out uh, with my Kindle. So I po- so normally I get through books because I have my Kindle on me and I can pick what, what I feel like reading that day. If I have three books I'm working through, because I'm a multiple reader, I can't carry three fantasy novels yeah, yeah. in my purse. Gotcha. It's just not possible. And I genuinely decide that day what I feel like reading. Kindle allows me to do that. Buy a bigger purse. Oh, man. <laughs> she used to carry a huge one. No, Ashley still carries Rob's like, please don't. Please don't. <laughs> so for me, I, 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 again, it's weird. I fall down that line, too. Like, video games, for example, I have a 3DS. I have a PlayStation Vita. I have a PS4. I have a Wii U. 
Uh, and having those things, like, I look at my Wii U and I'm like, that is for physical media. I'd rather have physical media. It's, those games are not based on online structure. Those games are meant to be played popped in. They don't patch their stuff a ton. That feels like an old medium yeah. mentally to me. Like, I, it's like, it makes me think of playing classic games when I play a Nintendo system. But, like, again, my 3DS and my Vita, I don't like buying physical physical copies for because it's something small. I'm worried about losing it. Like, it's something that's so minute and could get lost in a nook and cranny of my house. Yeah. And being able to be able to flip through is such a great feeling. But granted, too, on my Wii U, I have indie games that I love to play that are on my hard drive. My hard drive is maxed on that thing. Granted, it's not going to take much because it's 32, like, it's 32, oh, me- like, gigs, whatever. I almost said megs, but it, that's what it feels like nowadays. <laughs> Welcome like, look- to 1992. Yeah. <laughs> but- oh, God. But again, and then on my PS4, though, I have a nice two terabyte, I upgraded mine to a two terabyte hard drive. And I love having my PlayStation 3 and my PS4 feeling like a jukebox for video games. Everything I own is in front of me. I do have disc copies, but you still have to install them. You still have to do all this crap. You have to update patches. The fact that I have dis- like, digital, like digital media, those patches happen automatically. So whenever I throw a disc in, I'm like, oh, there was a patch. And then it downloads the patch for that. So yeah. I want to be able to jump in. I have limited time to play video games. I want to jump in when I want to play a game immediately. I don't want to wait 20 minutes for a patch to roll through or connect the servers to make sure there's not this massive update that I have to go through. Everything is then in there and ready for me when I want it to. But like with DVDs, I lo- I'm one of those people. I'm a cinephile. I love watching extras and making ofs and seeing all the little things that go into it. And digital versions just don't have that. Like, there are ones that have some extras and they throw them in after the credits. But it's not, but the, it's same not the same menu. stuff. I want that menu where I'm like, you know what? I really, really want to watch this documentary. Easter eggs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Easter eggs, outtakes, all those things. I want to be able to have them at my fingertips. Like, throw a disc in and that's only what I wanted to watch. I don't want to watch the film. I've seen it a hundred times. They need to throw that in. They need to start that where when you buy Adding a digital copy, digital they copy. actually okay. Like my, I have it's Guardians of the Galaxy on Amazon, um, and it is with the bonus extras. They're all at the tail end, but like I have it to fast forward. Should be at the tail end. It should, it should be, be a menu. Like they don't have menus. Great. for it. We've gotten to the point where we could they do, do this. That. Yeah, they, they can, can separate but they haven't done it like yet. And that's the problem, which is why, like, videos. when a movie comes out now, like, once I see it, I try to just consume it then and there and be happy with consuming it then and there, whether it's theater or a rental, and that's that, and just be okay with it. But if it's a movie I really love, like, I can tell you, probably the next two Blu-rays I'm going to own is Age of Ultron and Star Wars Episode Seven. But between then and there, I don't think I'm going to be buying any more. And if I do, it's probably on Amazon because I just want to watch the movie. Um... But it's, it's weird. It's really tricky to figure out where the fine line is. Gaming, very happy to go digitally, but it does scare the living shit out of me. Like, mm-hmm. I already told a couple of people, my game plan for the end of when PS3s stop being made, um, my goal is to buy one of the last systems when they do a price drop. And I'm going to buy a 1.5 terabyte, because that's the max that system can take, and load it up with all of my digital games that I own. And just put that away. I'm going to unplug it and put it away. And then if I have a hankering to play that, I can just go. And that's the best solution I can think of for that console generation. PS4 is going to be a lot harder. Whoa, dear. So it's kind of tricky. I mean, it's really weird to find where we're going to fall on that line. Um, on a side note, where you brought up uh, Age of Ultron, I'm going to the premiere of it. So there will be a preview of it 
before it comes out in theaters for all the listeners. Awesome. I am so fucking jealous of you right I now. am too. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing that. And especially too because you asshole get to see Star Wars Episode Seven's full trailer before that fucking movie. I will more than likely be going to the premiere of Star Wars Episode Seven when it comes out as well. I you will. Son of oh my god! Give you all of the room jobs you've ever wanted. Anything you want, I will. Good I will. <laughs> happily, 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 happily. Rob's do. willing to um, do I, it we are, all. We're, we're going to vamp for a second, but we're waiting for Paul to get back so we can wrap up this episode. Here, vamp. Paul's pooping. Paul Paul's probably is right pooping. Paul's right there. There he is. So, since we are now officially at the end of the episode, we always Mer- close out every week with the MFK. Mer- this, Mer- and Mer- if you listen to episode 14, we tackled Tim Curry. Yes, we did. And this week we thought it was a lot of fun to tackle one actor in their various roles. Oh. And this week we decided to hit, so hard. hit Harrison Ford. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. So at least I didn't say Peg Harrison Ford. That would be kind of rough. Why? <laughs> Probably because of the wheelchair. No. Stop it, man. No, he's fine. So, um, so for the Mary Fuck Kill this week, we're looking at Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones. Han Solo and Rick Deckard from Blade Runner. So this is a tricky one. Um, so I think this week I am going to start off actually with Fesh. Yay! Um, let's see. Right off the bat, Rick Deckard's got to got to die. It's too big of a chance. Could <laughs> yeah. be a replicant. Maybe he's not a replicant, but he could be. It's pretty fuck. That's a big dead no, no, All you have no, to do is whisper in his ear. He's like, dead. "Have you seen any little figurines recently?" Yeah. No, I'm, I'm afraid. Now that leaves me though in the really hard situation <laughs> of marrying <laughs> and fucking Indiana Jones and Han Solo. Both lead very dangerous lives, right? So yeah. I mean, when you're looking at the marrying aspect, you know, you, you want to marry somebody that's probably going to be around, right? You know. Yeah. Indiana Jones goes out on adventuring in ancient temples with darts and gigantic rocks and just not good. And, and Han Solo, man, he's part of the rebellion. It's true. But, but, and this is critical, Han Solo's got backup. He does? He, he's part of the rebellion. I he's think Han Solo's too. much safer. Are you saying, so Mary are you saying Indiana yeah. Jones and Shia LaBeouf? Are not a good pairing. I he is not good. Solid I never backup. saw. I did oh, not. I refuse. What about Crystal Short. Skull? Did not see Crystal Skull. Just Will don't. not see. What about Marcus don't. Brody? Sala. Short round. That's pretty good backup. Uh, Sala. That's not the freaking rebellion, buddy. Not, it's not, not the rebellion. <laughs> Marcus Brody <laughs> blew up. It's two not, Death Star. He has it's Sean not the rebellion. Connery. It's oh, not the shit. rebellion. Hold on. Sean Connery is rebellion. still not the rebellion. Sorry. I, yeah, but I would not want to know who won in a Sean Connery versus a rebellion fight. That'll have to be a talk, topic for another time. So what I'm going to do... A taco for fuck. another time. That's the horror game name. A taco, taco for another time. time. Top kick. Okay, look, my brain doesn't bring something. <laughs> I would, I would fuck Indiana Jones and Mary Han Solo. I've decided. And that Rick, nice, sorry, nice. bud, but you know, I mean, you probably would have died after four years anyway. Maybe. Oh man. Maybe. I'm gonna go to Kenny next. This is a tough one. I've, yeah. I've been going back and forth, and there's, there's no clear answer for this. Oftentimes, I've done this. I've had a clear answer, but this is not one of them. I think what I have to agree with Fesh on killing Rick Deckard is just a little too much of a hard ass for me. You don't know what he is. Uh, no. So it leaves you with Indiana Jones and Han Solo. God, that's a rough call. What's your what's your it's, thought on it? Well, I'm looking going, all right, if you're going to marry them, you want it to be a little bit of a partnership. 
And so I look at Han Solo and go, he's got a little bit of an attitude. I could see him being a wife beater. Oh, which <laughs> shit could no, make you me did not. Be the oh wife my god! Did you say Han Solo is a wife beater? I could see <laughs> him. I could see him. Just, okay, let's think beater. about this for a second. Do you think Princess Leia would put up with him? Smacking her around, I would say You're no. Friggin I could see it happening. He's just got that oh, attitude, man. and she would strangle him with like a steel chain. Well, no, so because he's he's the one marrying. Yeah, there's there's oh, a man. there's a problem with that, and then wow. there's Indiana Jones oh. though. Kenny in a gold bikini, mental picture that's not gonna go away the whole time. It just got added to my slideshow. Indiana oh, yeah. Jones has a problem with marrying. Because you, again, you want the person you're in the relationship with to, to hopefully, I'm making myself the, the woman in these situations. And <laughs> he would you want exactly. to be contributing to the family household. And what does Indiana Jones do? He goes out and he earns all this money rescuing these big fucking million dollar items and he gives them the fuck away. But he's, he's a, a teacher. Professor. I don't yeah. care. He's got You're tenure. telling me, Ashley. He's got tenure, man. Not he's tenure. got tenure. Yeah, he's got tenure for getting his like $30,000 a year. When he, when your wife comes home and says, honey, guess what? I've got a $10 million, a $10 million idol. It's ours. Giving it away! But in the That's 1940s, $30,000 dollars meant a lot You're of fucking done. money. No, I and mean, you can write it off for tax purposes. No, it's a you smart can't. Move. You can't write that off. Travel the world, kill Nazis. Tenure. I have written, <laughs> I have written donation of the Ark off twice. It's okay. Do not let the IRS know. It would be so frustrating to know. Just once, honey. Just once. Can't we keep the fucking green idol? You got shot at by darts, chased by a boulder. Let's just keep it. And then you don't have to travel the fucking road getting shot at by darts and chased by boulders. So what's your say? Now I have to know. What is your say on this? Oh, man. It's rough, eh? It's and, rough. and white beaters tend not to change. Oh, God. I, I don't want to get smacked around. So I think I'm going to date Indiana Jones. Or I'm going to marry Indiana Jones oh, because I'll be able choice. to... I'll be able to swap it out or steal it or convince him to just keep one thing and then we'll be set. And I'm going to have sex with Han Solo because he's in that futuristic world. And I'm sure they've got, if they've got fucking lightsabers, they've got some sort of pocket pussy that's going to feel really good. So we're going to go with they that. They call them Tauntauns, sir. Tauntauns. <laughs> Slice it open. Nice oh. and warm inside. All squishy. Get your hole in there. All right, there. Bill, do you want to get the line uh, now? I, didn't, I did not see that one coming. Oh. I was. I thought you were about to say, and I thought they spelled bad on the outside. No, nope. no. Nope. <laughs> that would have been great. I mean, honestly, though. Okay, oh. I, I'm gonna move on to my stuff. Um, as much as Indiana Jones is a guy that you know you could marry, and and if you're a little, you know, if you're a little sloppy, he's someone who could really whip you into shape. Bam. Ah, uh, well done. Good one, man. Um, I like that. This can be a long one. Oh. I don't know if I could really ever sink so low. That was beautiful. And I'm... (laughs) No pun. I just slammed my head against the bell. You're lucky because I can't come up with a pun on the fly. That actually really hurt. It really hurt. I hit my head way too hard. You have a nice little (laughs) time. Oh, I become Indian. You just dim-summed yourself, sir. (laughs) Um... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shock y'all, and I think I'm, I, I'd have to go marry Rick Decker. Uh, 
Roll the dice then, bro. Awesome. Um, Alright, so where are you going? Where are you going? Who are you, who are you knocking off? I'm not judging you, but roll them dice. And it, are, it, whoever you're fighting, you have to fucking tell us a good reason on how you're going to survive killing them. No, no that's not no, part no, of the No, you don't. That's not part of the rules. It's not part I of the rules. I disagree. Well, I don't know, but I'm curious, though. Well, I'm Honestly, curious. It's not part of the rules, but I'm curious. It's easy. You kill Indiana Jones by saying, Indiana Jones, <laughs> we don't have time. Throw me the whip. And the idiot will do it. <laughs> take his hat and throw it somewhere really unsafe. <laughs> Say no no time for love, Dr. Jones, and run away. Um, and then just get, you know, get my get my Nazi friends to go take him out. Oh, oh, oh. Bill is not going to be on an episode for a while. We're just wow. going to get Bill apparently has Nazi you friends. You just top beating Han Solo. I you have a very that? German last name. Oh, Thank you very don't, much. Don't, don't explain it. Oh dear was lord. Was he the one that said we should burn the bush earlier? Hey, 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 hey. My grandfather fought in World War II against the Nazis. Against the Nazis. He blew up a fuck ton of them in a bucket. Yes, he did. Hey, my grandfather died in a concentration camp. He fell out of the guard tower. Anyways, now I'd have to say. We're really sorry to all of our Jewish listeners. We apologize greatly. Bill, please continue. I would. I'd have to kill Indiana Jones because. Okay. I I couldn't I couldn't be with him. You know, gallivanting across the world. Um, even if he had a really catchy theme song to go along with it. He's such a nice guy. You want to kill him? Uh, there's got to be one kill in here. He's right. They've, we've all Don't kill the wife beater. That's oh, why I'm a guy that's opposed to Nazis. <laughs> that's why I'm just... That's what you're that's saying. Legend. <laughs> that's why I'm just fucking the wife beater. It could be a very interesting experience. Come on, Kenny, be open-minded. Be open-minded to pain. I think the two of you made a lot of episode uh, enemies this episode. Wow. We're in trouble. You know what? The next know, caffeine right? crew shirt that's just printed for these two, Han Solo was a wife beater. That's just... <laughs> oh, oh, my God! God. Oh, a wife beater! Yes! It's just be a wife beater that says Han Solo. Let's market that shit. Oh, wait, we got uh, uh, Quick, quick, dazzle. Hey, make Disney's it happen. always looking to make a buck, right? Make it. Yeah, no, so, yeah. uh, honestly, it's tough because yeah. you gotta kill one of them. You gotta kill one of them. So, yes, I killed Indiana Jones, fucked on Solo, and married Rick Deckard. All and right. We've well. been on the run ever since. <laughs> All right, let's get the female right, perspective cat. on this. No fair. You know what? It I is mean, Harrison Ford. So it is Harrison really Ford. Tricky. He's always awesome. Um,. At first, I was thinking, like, the obvious one where it's, like, you know, kill Deckard. But you know what? I mean, like, the there's a high chance he's a replicant, so he's got limited spin, you know? I feel like you would need to bang him, because he's only got, like, X amount of time. No, wait, he's only got X amount of time. Marry him and get a life insurance policy. No, 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 no. I would bang Rick Deckard, because, I mean, like, the dude's a hard ass. He's he's badass. And and he can navigate his way around the city. So did he kill him? Um, this is the tough one. Uh, I think the characters are too close together. I didn't mean to there, no, no, it's true, it's true, it's very here. difficult, and that's why I didn't want to go for you know the obvious. Yeah. yeah. So I think I'm going to. I'm going to completely change my answer from what I originally thought. I'm going to kill Han Solo, even though I love him. I absolutely love Han Solo, but. I think I'm going to kill him because I'd rather marry Indiana Jones. I think it'd be way more fun to just hop onto adventure. I mean, he does have a stable 
basic job because the thing that I would have an issue with Han Solo with is his lack of stability. The dude is always running into financial messes. He is a big financial mess. Yeah. He gets kidnapped by Jabba. I mean, like, do you know what I mean? The dude is just running up like... Yeah, he's, he's a paycheck he's, to paycheck would, kind of guy. He, I, that would drive paychecks. me insane. I would bury him alive if he was paycheck to paycheck Wasn't with me. Wasn't he a general of I would, I mean, even if I yeah, made I all the money, this is good. the kind of guy that would go run gambling debts. And then, you know what? Chewie's like, the Christmas special was proof enough. If I had to hear that shit day in and day out, I would murder Chewie. I don't care. Like, the all the Wookiees talking in the Christmas special... That's what it was. The entire thing was just Wookiee speak. And it was horrifying. That's what he listens to every day. That's what you've got to deal with. Okay. I so, think... Can I just point out? <laughs> whole damn empire done tried to kill Solo. Whole damn empire. Good luck. That's all I'm going to say. But apparently... But we can't talk about how you do it, so... <laughs> oh, we should start incorporating that because then it could lead to really interesting things. It could. But, I mean, and I do love Han Solo still. I love his place in the movies. But I think, personally, I don't think I could deal with the financial recklessness of and his, his bad habits. Now, are I you think that would you be... Would, you would go around the world with Indiana Jones? Yeah. I would you, love adventure. How long adventuring. do you think you'll live? No, because the girls never die. That's, <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah. The girls never die. And, I mean, it would be really fun to adventure, like, and go on those crazy the escapades and all that shit. And... Marion did. did. Marion Marion. That was his wife. No, where was she? Marion was in Raiders, and then she was in Chris. Uh, oh, Christian Skull. Yeah, that was they had, they had a Crystal kid. Skull acknowledge that Crystal Skull exists. It yeah, still does, unfortunately. But and for Marion, he has yeah. a stable job. Indy, despite all of his recklessness, unlike Han Solo, can hold down a stable job. If Brick's a human, he's retired. Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Let me get into mine. Good call. So, Rick Deckard. <laughs> really tricky, because he could be a replicant, but he could, could be human. And yeah. if I if I said I stayed on the human camp, but we, we used the director's cut, you have little, you know, figurines of unicorns. And if he has little figurines of unicorns, he may not be swinging the way that <laughs> I want. <laughs> Maybe we wanted to have a threesome. And he's like, no, 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 I'm just going to pay all attention to you and not the girl, and there's a lot of eye contact and I, maybe I just don't want that from Harrison Ford. So well thought out, sir. So well By where your out. face might be, the eye contact contacts might be your eye to his brown eye. Oh, very well that's could super be. Cute. But if he's paying all of the attention on me, then the, the, the girl is left out of the equation and then I feel really bad because everybody's supposed to get equal share and it just so yeah, unicorn enthusiast on that one. My wife withstanding. Cause yeah, we, we have some nice unicorn art in the house. So. It's beautiful. But uh, but when it comes to Han Solo or Indiana Jones, I don't see them being unicorn enthusiasts too much. So They're Unfortunately, not. I'm going to have to knock off Rick Decker. Also, too, that city's it. really, really grimy, and it looks like you need masks to get I around. I would love it. And I think, honestly, carrying around those really bright umbrellas all the time with a little for, for lesson tubes is going to get really old. That it would be awesome forever. That city is amazing. Thank I'll you. wish it, it, It's very pretty. It's, it is I'll very pretty. I'll on that. I but think it's honestly, really though, at the same cool. time, I'm not really big on Chinese food. That seems like all they serve in that city. So Yes. <laughs> So you know what? Yeah, we're gonna have to go not go that 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 route. So so is he getting axed? So Rick Deckard is going away. So the next big question again is Indiana Jones versus uh, Han Solo. So hard. So so hard. Yeah, literally. <sighs> so I have a really clear cut answer on this one. So I remember when I saw Star Wars Episode Four, and uh, 
you know, Luke piloted, uh, you know, got into, like, that little turret and got to do, like, all those fun little swivel chairs with the guns. I thought that looked really fun. But imagine how much fun it would be to shoot down TIE fighters while fucking somebody ass in the same exact time. <laughs> <laughs> that just made it to the slideshow. <laughs> <laughs> or we're receiving, too. As long as I can have concentration, I get to shoot the guns. Uh. Nice. So. I'm thinking about that and going like, because originally, I, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, blowjob while doing that. And then I thought, it's not that smooth. It goes really fast it and stops and jerks. No, no, no. no it, that's pivoted, why it, it looked like it pivoted super smooth. So yeah, I think but that when is it like stopped, a lubricated they, ride. Huh? When, it, when it stopped, the person in the seat shook. And why I don't want do you think Han said that. not to get cocky? That's a direct Quote. I know. Yeah. It was, it was and, and, and when we're done, we can be friends so and we can play weird space chess together. And then, like, you know, like, weird smiley jobs, maybe make some extra cash on the side. But again, he's kind of so a deadbeat. Just, just like, the, he is a deadbeat, man. He, he's the deadbeat. I don't think Don't got right. time like for it. that shit. You guys are so wrong. So, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, I think he, he's got to be the fuck. This is, again, I want to shoot the guns. Yeah. And that could be penis or, um, yeah. gun guns. So, um, <laughs> but then Indiana Jones is my clear-cut obvious answer because what we're going to do together is we are going to be beautifully happily married. We're going to move to Ireland where there are no snakes. And yeah, all of yeah. our little gallivanting adventures are oh, going to be to wipe like out the world from snakes. We're yeah. going to... The Nazis are done and gone and all we're going to do is kill snakes I together. I hate snakes. Yeah. And that, yeah. it is... You're going to have sex with him periodically because he's your husband and he's got that wrist action from the whip. Yeah, he does. Oh, that's true. You know, because, you know, I, I, let's be honest, it, it's getting jerked off never feels really good, but somebody that's got a good whip hand, I'm sure, can do it. Well. Yeah, Hold on, I'm sure. Sure. How are you going to have sex with him periodically? He's a history teacher. Oh. <laughs> it's been a good night. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, the only downside, though, about that whole courting aspect with Indy, bad dates. Oh, <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> <laughs> and that is episode 15 of the Caffeine Crew cast of pods. Um, as always, you can always reach out to us on an email at thecaffeinecrew at gmail.com. Please reach out to us. Let us know if there's anything you want to see more on the site. We have a whole bunch of new writers that are coming in, too. I believe we have three coming in with the potential of two more. Uh, we have got uh, Regeneration Who articles that Fesh and Ashley have just recently returning, turned up. Returning to the fold. Uh, we've got... Maybe kitty videos? Definitely Maybe kitty, kitty videos. videos. Yeah. Steampunk's World Fair coming up. Yes, Kenny already brought up tonight that he's going to be seeing Age of Ultron early. Nice. So you will know that you will get a geek's perspective on that flick before that is in theaters. No Make spoilers. sure you check that out. Um, and as always, you can find us on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, and always the RSS feed where you can hear this. Plus, we also just launched another new show. Me and TJ are now doing the Caffeine Crew Comic Cast. Ah, or C4 is where like, we're kicking around at the moment. Um, and you can check that out. The first episode is up on our Libsyn. Uh, and if you look in our little podcast uh, uh, directory on the website, the first episode is up and ready to be checked out. So make sure you do that. Uh, give us feedback on that show. Give us feedback on this show. And uh, as always, we'll see you next month. Good night. Good night, everybody!